This is Brightside Home Theater. And we're back. <laughs> there we go. Dance monkey dance. I forgot. <laughs> I know. Like <laughs> listen. I'm like, hello. <laughs> oh. All right. What are we up to next? We got uh coming soon, coming up on uh on Tuesday, uh October October fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Should, should be the October fourth. We have coming soon. Ready for that? I am ready. All right. I didn't have the curtain ready. Screwed the whole thing up. Oh, hang on. Backing it up. We're backing this whole thing up. We're going back in the green room here. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to back it all up. All right. Back into the green room here. I got to edit this because I forgot to load the, I forgot to load the images. Oh, there they are. Why did I block them out? All right, let's come back from this again one more time. All Get right. to the green room. Oh, releases coming soon. There we go. See, that's what's nice. Now I can just, and you can say, and we're back again. We'll do that. We'll get a take two on this. No, did. Let me just make sure I, I know I loaded the. Boom, boom, boom. All right, yeah, everything's there. Okay. Yep, everything's there. All right, told you it's been a bad day. <laughs> all right, all right, we're back in the green room, and all right, you ready to bring us back in? And we're back. Yes, we are. That's take two. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All righty, John. You ready to get to uh, upcoming releases for uh, Tuesday, October 4th, correct? I am ready. Correct. Yes. You're ready. All right. Here we go. Nice. All right. Um, we're going to try to cook through this. We have... Coming to 4K this week, we have uh, Night of the Living Dead, um, Scream 2, also getting a steelbook. Um, what else we have? Oh, DC League of Super Pets. Uh-huh. It's also available uh, right now. It's also available on uh, HBO Max. Is it? Yeah, in 4K with Atmos. Thanks. So I think I'm going to take that one in there. Uh, yeah, and if I really like it, I'll uh, I'll grab the the 4K. Uh, let's see I what think else. You'll just be taking it in on HBO Max, <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah, uh, collector's edition of Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers, as well in 4K, as well as the Halloween 4K collection, 1995 to 2002. Did you see the Walmart? The Walmart had that up. For pre-order, yeah, for like nineteen dollars, yeah, they, and whoops. all these people were placing orders for it, and then they're all posting today their cancellation notices from Walmart. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't even want it, and I almost went and pre-ordered it just on the for off chance bucks. that I got it for twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, what happened? I'm not really the biggest fan of all those movies. So. Not all of them. Uh, I like the original. Yeah. I mean, the first one. Yeah, the original yeah. is good, and actually the the newer ones like are the, pretty good too. The newer one wasn't the, like the first newer one. Yeah, yeah, I think they're on the third one already. Yeah, <laughs> well, the third one's this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, we have uh collector's edition army of darkness also in 4k and we're back to the night of living dead so that is you'd almost think it was october with all these horror movies coming out i know october (laughs) 4th who knew who knew all right that was quick quick and painless and easy uh mostly just uh, most a lot of steel books and uh but that that was pretty much it for i think those are all the new ones that are coming from what i could find so all right. Uh, you ready to get to real home theater experiences, John? I am. All right. Let's get to that. Let's get this projector powered up here. Uh, boop, boop, boop. There it goes. All right. We'll save, uh, we'll save Andor for last. Oh, um, okay. So uh, you can go first since I only have the one other than that. Because okay. I did most, but go ahead. What do you? Okay, so I've, I I stumbled upon this show on Netflix the other day, and it looked interesting. So started we started watching it. It's called Fate, the mm-hmm. Winks Saga. Um, it's got two seasons. Actually, I guess season two just dropped, and that's why it was kind of there front and center. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. Um, two seasons, but not very, like it's 13 episodes total. So I think it's like six and seven. So it's not okay. a, a huge commitment. Um, I didn't realize till after the fact that this is based actually on a, uh, Nickelodeon show. Oh, really? Um, so I guess it's based on a cartoon. Yeah. Huh. But this is, um, adultified because it's definitely not for kids. Um, <laughs> but this is, um, it's kind of, it, basically it's a school for witches. Um, and, um, like fairies and mad, you know, it's one of those shows, you know, there's magic and otherworldly creatures. Oh, um, but it's kind of like, um, it's a little, it's a bit too much teen drama in, in places. Like there's a couple of times where I'm almost like, this is a little too much and maybe I'm not going to keep going with this, but then something really cool happens and it, it, it kind of drags you back into it. Um, but yeah, it's a little CW, you know, when, when it comes to that. So I'm, I'm not going to say like everybody needs to go out and, and watch this, but it's actually, the more we get into it, we've actually been kind of enjoying it, but it's really, really good, uh, for the home theater, uh, aspect of it. Um, really, really cool. good at most. Yeah. Um, I, I made one note and then I kind of stopped taking notes, but, um, <laughs> at about the halfway point of episode two. 34 minutes in there's some really really great bass um booming bass yeah um and i actually i didn't go back and write this because i knew i would remember it but it really kind of went on throughout the rest like the last half of that episode it it was just really really um uh thundering and, mm-hmm. and good bass and i've noticed it at a couple of other points throughout the the other episodes we're actually all we've only got one left we're almost done with it um We'll finish it today. Um, but throughout the whole two seasons, there's been some pretty good Atmos effects um, and good bass. So 
Um, and like I said, I don't have Dolby Vision capability, but it still looks awesome on on the projector. Um, so nice and overall, we've enjoyed it. But like I said, know what you're getting into if you're going to watch it because there it is a little bit, um, <laughs> you know, childish Vampire Diaries oh, kind of okay, CW ish, yeah. you know, thing. You know, they're all teenage girls and guys, yeah. so it, it's kind of you know got some of that and. At times, a little bit much. Where, like I said, I've, I've kind of like, eh, maybe this isn't for me. But like I said, then something cool happens and it, yeah. it pulls you back in. But anyways, uh, pretty good, pretty good uh, HD experience. So cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I because of Andor. Um, I, I can't wait to get into that discussion with you. But uh, b- because of Andor, uh, I went back and watched Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, on, yeah. I have it on the Kaleidoscape, 4K, Atmos, of course. Uh, and it is, I haven't, wa- I did I did watch this briefly because when I first bought it on the Kaleidoscape, um, because I wanted to see what it looked like. Uh, I was, right. this one and Solo, I always thought the HDR was kind of rough. Like, I always thought it was a little bit grayed out. Um, but since getting the Lumigen, it's that is kind of taken care of all that. It's not Be- a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, what happens is, is like, it, you know, the way my projector was doing it before is it wasn't tone mapping. It wasn't doing all that. And now it, what the Lumigen can do is it can really give you exactly what you're supposed to be seeing. And it, it, it's not grayed out. It's, I mean, these images are, are gorgeous and, uh, right. you know, rogue one, it's like, it's, it's so nice. Very, very dynamic. Uh, there are some scenes that are a little grayed, but it's atmospheric and it's supposed to be. Right. Um, but the vibrant, the colors are just so like, just so vibrant it in it. And like I said, there's atmospheric haze and stuff. Um, but, uh, it, it's just an awesome, awesome looking movie. And I just, I don't know. I was watching Andor and I just really wanted to get back into it. So I watched, I threw on Rogue One and of course, I don't, I don't want to say I got Shawshank because I, I wanted to, but then I was just right. really drawn into it. And after seeing the three episodes of Andor and having those in my, fresh in my head, he's a much bigger character than I ever viewed him in Rogue One. Right. He's, he's really like the other star of the movie. And I never, I always thought of him as just one of those other people along on her trip. Right. Right. Jin, Jin Erso was the star. And, right. Um, and it's and a supporting it, character. And he was just a supporting. And now I'm like, he's actually, it, it, at one point in the movie, he's actually bigger than her. Like he's the one doing all of this. And then, but she just has the information. Right. Right. Well, and I think as we're going to see through Andor, you know, through the rest of the series, like he's an integral part of the forming of the rebellion. Right. And yes, you know, that plays a big part in everything that we see later because that, you know, somebody, I saw a, a comment on Facebook today, somebody was talking, well, the, the headline was, you know, something about Andor comes and, you know, why are star Wars fans still not happy about anything or whatever? You know, I didn't really <laughs> read the article or the headlines, Get but back I got to those expectations the... that we were talking about. Well, earlier. <laughs> I got sucked into the comments a little bit and somebody's comment was, well, it's because why should we care about K 
Cassian Andor, he's a side character, and we already know what happens to him. Well, that's not true, right? Like, he's, right. he's very integral to the Rebellion forming. And without the Rebellion forming, like, what does Luke Skywalker do? What does Leia do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to say he's solely responsible for it, but he's there at the beginning of it. And he is an important piece of that puzzle. And maybe if all you've ever seen is Rogue One, you don't think he's that important of a character. But we're going to find out that he is. Right. You know, he is an important character. So um, I don't know. Again, just one of those things that rubbed me the wrong way when I saw that. Because you could say that about any show that we're watching. Why are yeah. we watching The Bad Batch? They're all a bunch of side characters. You know, honestly, right. why did we watch Obi-Wan? We already knew what was going to happen to him. You know, it's like, you can say that about anything, <laughs> you know? Look at you, John. You're like, just bringing the points today. Yeah. Great. So, anyway. <laughs> no, you're um, right. Yeah, I watched uh, Rogue One about three months ago. I sat down and rewatched it, too, um, you know, with the projector and all that stuff. And, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's uh, at 47 minutes and 30 seconds, there's an escape. Uh, and at the first shot at, from the Death Star, the, everything, the, the buildings are crumbling all around you. So they're in, uh, I believe this is in, uh, what's his name's, um, remember his, uh, not saw? the built, saw, yeah, Saw Guerrero. Yeah. And you're in his, it's like a cave. It's not even a building, right. really. You're in yeah. his cave, but they shoot the planet and it's everything's shaking and they all have to get out of there but your whole room is engaged with everything crumbling around you really really great base just really really good scene uh that one hour and five minutes uh, you get x-wings in the rain and if you remember this scene this is where like you know jen is on the platform with her father it's pouring rain uh and the x-wings come in and it's just the depth of field you get out of that it's it was dark but then it was so vibrant when the you know when they shot the blasters and everything right so bright it's like and that's where it's like that's where that hdr comes in we can have this like really dark scene but then the colors are still vibrant and those bright scenes are just really bright against that black background whereas before with my projector it was taking that scene it was basing it off of it's a dark scene so it tried to darken everything in the scene right and it's like so now even my brights were darkened a little bit because it's trying to show you that overall dark scene um and that that's why this thing is just it looks so good so good but then i used a uh a picture um for um I show you could see it on the thing, but it's a scene. Yeah, at, well, I'm actually, oh, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm yeah. At HDR at one hour, thirteen minutes, and eleven seconds, and the lava coming in and underneath, and the yeah. ship that's coming in. That's it's an imperial ship that's coming in, and you have those white, blue, like the royal blue look of the of the engines at the back of the ship, and the way they just come off the page, it, it looked awesome. But also, if you look to the right side of the screen, you can see the lava flowing towards the building off in the distance. But it was still like on your, I mean, this picture doesn't do it justice, John, but it's like right. you can still see all, like it, it's so vibrant, but it's supposed to be off in the distance. So it, it kind, it is, right? 
but it's but check out that bright lava on the left oh, side yeah. of the screen Even on the picture it's you can it, see it. it's awesome and the glow off of it but then the detail in it it's oh it's awesome awesome um and that would do it for that that's what i have for scenes for that but yeah rogue one especially if you're watching andor trust go back and just start it up and you you will get shawshanked <laughs> it's like so good it's so good and and i love that one for me anyways that star wars does stuff like this and same with the lord of the ring all of these new shows they make you want to go back and watch the old stuff and you right. even see it on twitter too i haven't seen anything about rogue one but with lord of the rings everybody's talking about because of rings of power you see all these right. conversations about reviews on lord of the rings again and of course we're doing it too but that's right. what we do um but yeah so um pretty cool pretty cool oh i see yeah. i have another one here i forgot to to even mention but yeah uh, why don't we get okay. to your uh your next one okay um yeah so i watched the um the wembley stadium scene of bohemian rhapsody uh basically it's chapters 21 and 22 on the 4k disc um it's like the second half of chapter 21 and then chapter 22 yeah uh, but i wanted to watch this scene you know i kind of um i was at a birthday party saturday evening yeah and they were watching youtube and somebody pulled up a video of like the comparison of like the you know freddie mercury and the live shots versus the movie yeah. and you know they were playing split screen side by side and anyways they just put a bug in my ear to watch that scene i hadn't watched it with the projector or um you know the the amp or anything like that so yeah i cranked that up watched that scene um it, it's you know again like um we were talking about with uh live from Prague. you know when you have the music going it is so immersive like it, it's just it's an incredible scene. Um, you know, the bass throughout all of the songs um, is booming. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, and yeah. It, it just, it rattles the room. You know, Bohemian Rhapsody, they start with, and the bass there is just, like I said, it just rattles the room. Um, and, and it's super awesome. Um, I didn't have, I don't have timestamps here. I just kind of based it on, I did it as the songs instead of the timestamps. Yeah, um, but they move on to Radio Gaga, which is the next song, and it's like the whole stadium is clapping, and it's like your whole room. It's like you're in the middle of the the crowd, yeah, and everything's clapping around you. Um, Hammer to Fall again, the bass there. Uh, I mean, you could just keep saying, "I even we are the champions." I wrote <laughs> I bass like again, duh. duh, you know, because it's just through the whole thing. It's just right, um, really, really incredible. Um, and, and again, in that song there, you know, everybody's singing along and the immersion of being like the voices are coming from your entire room, the yeah. entire, uh, uh, stage. And you are just immersed in the, the clapping and the sounds of the singing and the, the band. And like I said, it's, it's an incredible scene. Um, you know, again, most people have probably seen it and experienced it. I'm not telling anybody anything new, but, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. So cool. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have an image for that because I don't have it. So um but yeah. you don't have the movie? I do. I have it on Kaleidoscape. Oh, okay. I was but I, say, didn't, you just I didn't have, have an the image for it. I didn't have the okay. 4K Blu-ray, so I didn't have the image oh, for okay. it. So 
Okay. Um, I could have put up the the Kaleidoscape one. Jen and I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't. You've never seen it? Nope. Oh my god! And we keep talking like... about it. Like you want to go watch it? You know, every now and then it will be like oh, I'm too tired. Like it because it's it's her. So yeah. <laughs> like oh okay, but yeah, I'm oh, waiting so to I, see it with you, her. Oh okay, so I'm I'm assuming you know you're you've watched this already. Oh no, kind of know what I'm talking about. Oh no. yeah. Um, it, it's it's phenomenal. Like oh, it's I know. Really, really I've heard great. that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's like yeah. I, mean, I mean, I want to see it. But, yeah. Uh, no, I hear yeah, you. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. It's not like I haven't seen other things. <laughs> oh, I know. I saw Star Wars. I know. A I just. Times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just this. I don't know. In my mind, I assume this is one you'd you'd already seen. You'd think I would have. You're right. Um. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, let's get back to HD experiences here. Um, yeah, Cyberpunk, uh, episode four, the opening yeah. scene on that has, it, it's like the overhead. And now this movie isn't, or show, I should say, it's not in, uh, Atmos. It's, right. it's just in the PCM just, audio, right? Right. 5.1. And it sounds incredible. And the opening scene of episode four, the rain and the water hitting everywhere around your room, the up mixing, I use Neural X, it's, right. it, it just sounds incredible. So I, I know I said last week that I was watching it, but that one there, even if you're not watching it on Netflix, go to Cyberpunk, go to episode four, just hit play and just right. enjoy because yeah, it, and I still it's haven't a really cool, this, cool experience. Yeah, it's on my... I've. I've you know saved it in my just watch app so I can get to it, but I yeah. haven't started it yet. Yeah. So. All right. I uh, believe that's the last one. So let's get to Andor. All right. So you said in your notes, I'm with Steve on this. Yeah. So you know, I please elaborate. To, well, you know, yeah. you and Steve were talking about it last week on the show. Yeah. Because. He had actually already watched it. You had only watched one episode, one episode, I think, at the time. Right. He had watched all three, um, and you guys were talking about it briefly last week. Mm -hmm. And, like, I like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not disappointed in this show in, in any way. No. But I I agree with Steve in that, you know, it is a very slow burn through the first three episodes. Yes. Um, if they had only dropped one, now, again, I'll preface this by saying it's Star Wars, so I'm going to watch it no matter what. Right. But like I wasn't hooked after one episode. Like they dropped three for a reason. Because, you know, I I, I feel like a lot of people with one episode might not have bought in to what Andor is right. doing. Um by the end of episode three, and you know, again Steve said this as well, episode three is an action episode, you know, and yes. a lot of things start happening and it gets a lot more engaging. And I feel like from episode four mild spoilers but like you know he's leaving now like and he's off to his adventure right and i feel like the first three episodes were just the build up to yeah. his to his adventure yep. yeah and now he's going off he's gonna go you know join the rebellion and they're now gonna go start we get doing the story things. right yeah. and we're gonna get the story and we have i think nine more episodes to follow through with that yeah. so um so this was kind of like the prologue <laughs> yeah i think um but it it was a little slow build, and I also didn't find it super engaging as far as the home theater aspect of it goes. Um, I I I know what I, again. I agree with Steve in in that that 
scene in the warehouse on episode I agree too. three yeah. should have been a lot more dynamic oh my God, than yeah. it was. Yes. And again, we know this is streaming, but we also talked about- It was about, just missing. It was literally we, missing. Right. We also talk about how, okay, it's streaming, but streaming can still be good because we're yes. talking about Rings of Power. We talk about Stranger Things. I'm talking about Fate. The, Fate had better base than- um, Andor. Than Andor did, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, and so I just felt like it was a little lacking as far as the, and so, I, I didn't turn it up past reference or anything. So I didn't no, do it's plus not seven there. or plus There's, 10. That, that but, one, there was base, right? It, it, it's, but again, it's a slow burn. It's not a base right. heavy. It's not a home theater environment, which we, we speculated before the show right. dropped that, that it, this would be the case. Right. And right. So what I found interesting is like i i enjoyed the movie i i agree with everything you're saying and i agree with everything steve said last week now that i'm caught up to what he saw but here's but that's not the kind of show that it is i find i find the picture quality to be really good it is i agree it's um um i think steve said the same like it looks great yeah it's it's the sound yeah you know it's the, it's the sound and it's like, but I don't mind. I didn't mind the sound until I got to that scene and it doesn't take right. me out of it. It doesn't make me wish it was something else that it, but so spoiler, small spoiler objects are falling from a ceiling that Which are again, chained. It was in the trailer. I mean, it was okay, in the trailer, it? so it's not a but, spoiler, but really. they're chained. So right. my bright side mind it was trying to rationalize why there was zero impact sound to the right. point that these things are changed. So I was like, Oh, that's why they're not making sound. Maybe they're not hitting the ground. Right. Cause they, that could, if you look at it closely, they come down and then they, maybe those chains keep them off of the floor. Keep so there the would ground. be no impact. Yeah. Uh-uh, wrong. They are hitting the ground because if you keep yeah, watching the scene, you see them. Yeah. They they are they are. But I was trying to rationalize because there is literally there's there's no there's no possibility of turning this up. It's just literally missing. Right. It's like a special effect they did, but they literally they forgot, forgot to, add, to they, yeah, add the boom when these they left objects, it in the closet. <laughs> right. Like there's no boom when these things hit the ground. Right now, you wouldn't even have to. So, I, uh, going back to Jurassic World Dominion, there is a case where that happens with the T Rex scene or that right. the new T Rex scene. You, yeah, and I mentioned that. it right because you hear the footsteps, but then you see one come down and there's nothing, and you're like, "Oh!" But they just missed that one. But there's a bunch of other ones, so you're right. fine unless you're doing what we do and analyze this scene. In, you'd never really even notice that. Frame by frame, kind frame of. <laughs> by frame, step by step, literally. Right. Well, this scene in Andor is like, I mean, it's just like, uh-oh. Yeah, it's not like they missed just one. <laughs> no. And now it's a, yeah. it's a loud scene, too. There's a lot yeah. going on. But what you do notice as a home theater fan is there is no, nothing, no, no impact, impact noise, noise right. whatsoever of what should be there. It's, it's actually kind of right. comical. Right. And it's like, and it doesn't take you out of it. If Steve hadn't mentioned it, I I would have noticed it. Did you go to it? Yeah. Would you have noticed it if you weren't already pre warned about it? Well, he, all he said there was a scene with no bass. And so I was kind of like, 
thinking about it. But then when I got there and I know, I'm like, oh my God, this has to be it. So I, I'm pretty sure I would have noticed it anyways, because right. eventually you'd get, because it is a long scene too. And there's a lot of opportunities for some nice booms. And there was, I mean, there are booms in the scene, but right. not the kind that should be from these objects. Right. <laughs> like, and not the ones that go with these objects. There are booms to other things. There's a, there's an explosion or there's a bunch of explosions. There's blast of fire. There's all of this other stuff going on, but these things dropping, there's nothing. And it's pretty funny. Right. So, but overall, I mean, I, I I'm looking forward to episode four. Well, uh, I definitely I, am. Yeah, me too. And I am engaged in the story and I am engaged in the home theater experience enough for this story. It's, it's not like, I mean, I remember Mandalorian talking with people about that when it was coming out and there was some nice booms when he came into like, he'd take off in his ship and that you get that sonic booms. You got some, right. uh, he did some of those, uh, seismic charges, I think in that series as well, that were really nice. So maybe we'll get something, you know, in future episodes, but in right. these first three, I agree. It's not a home theater experience type series um but 12 episodes is plenty of time to turn that around and, oh yeah and it's yeah. not and taking like said, me out of it either by the end of episode three i was fully engaged in in the story yeah um but you know lydia and i both looked at our looked at each other after the second episode and we're like boy this is kind of a slow <laughs> kind of a slow really? build yeah. yeah i was still yeah, i really loved did. it i loved yeah. it i i mean um, i i had a good time with it so Again, I was never not going to, it's not like when I was watching Fate and I was thinking, well, maybe I'm going to stop watching this. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I was going to watch no matter what, but right. Um, I, I did, like I said, I did find it a little slow to start, Yeah. but you know, like I said, most of these shows, we only get six to eight episodes total. This one, we're getting 12. So if I have to have three slow ones at the beginning or two and a half slow ones to get to, yeah eight and a half good ones. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know? Well, you're getting so, more story. That's why. And that's right. what happens. That's what I'm saying. We're getting so much story here that, you know, and I but get it's it. in a universe like, I understand you like that they're right. And I understand that they're building his backstory. Like I understand how to tell a story, like storytelling. I know what they're yeah. doing, but it, it, you know, like I said, it was definitely, uh, a slow burn. Yeah. Um, but like I said, yeah. but I also think it won't be, going forward i think um yeah know, it'll be ramped up it'll be ramped up from here on out so yep yeah so looking forward to it it uh actually drops tomorrow as we're talking here and yeah um, i was gonna say as as the podcast when this goes up, up when this goes up most people have already seen episode so four, four right <laughs> yeah so all right uh and now we've come to the part of the show where we're gonna talk Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, with Jeff from HD Report. Hey, home theater nerds. Welcome to the Bright Side Home Theater Podcast, where it's all about the experiences, the sights, the sounds, <laughs> and the scenes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Jeff, you nailed it. You know, uh, I wasn't sure if you knew your cue or not. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know if you were going to go all the way through, but as soon as you pointed, I was like, all right, yeah. So you've been listening with John and everything. Like, you're making me dance. I'm John's the monkey. 
John's got it nailed. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. He's like still deadpan. He's like the sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like he's not even. He's doing something else. <laughs> I know. I know. He, oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's like, and I, I think a couple weeks he actually tried to jazz it up a little bit. The sounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but watching you get ready to do it. I it I was laugh I was trying not to laugh too much because I didn't know when you were gonna come in with it, but it it reminded me of me when I was starting out and it's like it takes a little bit like I didn't have that right away, and now it's just like I, I'm like it's just automatic, right? But I I totally remember being just like that and be like okay, what all right all right how is it hey home theater and then, and I'd have to redo it. I'd be like, nope. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I forgot X. Oh, experiences. But now it's just it's just automatic. And I'll be like, hey, home dinners, welcome to Brightside Home Dinner Podcast. And I just bang, I just do it. And uh, my wife told me she ended up doing it at work once because somebody said, oh, your husband has a podcast. And they're like, yeah, it's home theater. It's like, oh yeah. She's like, yeah. She go, they're like, what's it about? And she goes. She goes, you know, the, the, the experiences, the sights, the sounds, the scenes. She went, oh, my God. <laughs> that's really funny. But really that's awesome. Funny. That's awesome. Thanks. You're listening. Look at you go. Thank you very much. I know. I, I, seriously, I really appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. That's awesome. It's funny. It's in my head. Good. Kind of. So, <laughs> so uh, what's up with you? No. <laughs> Not much. Just <laughs> think I've been nailed to this desk for. The... <laughs> oh God! Oh man! So the, yeah, Lord of the Rings, this entire thing, and Rings of Power. It. Uh, John and I talk about it briefly, about the negativity. Right. I don't see it. Honestly, I don't want to really get into it because it's kind of this has kind of consumed me, and just. The you know rings of power has made me go back through and you, and I think you're seeing it too. It's like there's a lot of chatter about fellowship, two mm-hmm. towers, and what we you know return of the king, because I think rings of power has engaged people to go back and watch all these shows. You're seeing it all over social media. People doing reviews on it again and reliving it and everything like that. And it's uh, I I think it's they you know. HBO's not HBO. Amazon's done an amazing job here with this. Oh yeah, I think it's fantastic. Are you talking about sort of the the negativity? I mean, the cave trolls coming out and um, yeah, all yeah, the politics. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, we're talking about dragons, or as if there weren't boats back then. You know, you couldn't travel across across the seas. Yeah, yeah, lands where people are different races. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I I, I don't I, like. Getting into all stuff like, yeah, it's just, hey, why? It's like, you it's, know, the, the Hobbit is going to be public, public domain pretty soon, you know? Really? So that's what I heard. So you, what's to stop someone from in, in Japan to do a completely Japanese version of the Hobbit or, right? you know, someone from a, you know, someone in India or somewhere else. I mean, you know, it's all, it's, it's just all good, man. It's art. Just have fun. It's all interpretations, you know? Like right. You, you go make your own, interpret your own, then do what you want. But I mean, I don't know. It's, that's exactly what John I, said. I, 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 I just ha- ignore it all. So. Yeah. So I had a listener, and we talked about it earlier. I had a listener write in, and he had some, you know, negativity about it, but it was in, in, a, in a good way. I, he's not a troll. He's not coming at it 
But what he was doing, and John had a great response to it, is much like you just said, was it's the interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. And these are just what I think where the where the anger comes from. In the case of like my listener, it comes from the passion for the source, right? It's not a troll looking to just get angry about anything, whatever. But it's more of like they were hoping that it would be more true to a source mm-hmm. when that's not always the case, you know, and you can't, you can get angry, but like John said, he chooses not to anymore. Like, what's the mm-hmm. point? Cause like you said, it's somebody's interpretation of a piece of art. Well, I mean, Peter Jackson, I guess in terms of race was more accurate, but, um, you know, you talk, the rings of power is not even taken directly from any book. It's, uh, you know, right. it's taken from parts of it from the similarian, um, and just, you know, different, all the, you know, uh, the notes basically on the film. So, you know, if, let, you know, let somebody else make one that's true to another book, you know, but this is their translation. So I don't see, right. You know, I think it's great. I love it. I love it. I love seeing all different kinds of characters. Great. Yeah. I, I, I see. I just look at the, the characters in a story and I'm loving mm. the story. I'm oh, loving fantastic. I'm loving the story and getting the backstory to what we're about to talk about. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the one we're talking yeah. about is like the end of well, it. Well, I'm I'm also, you know, I'm actually liking it more than House of the Dragon. I don't know if you've been watching that, but yes. um, I, I was really disappointed the other night, you know. I didn't seeing... see the latest one, but I know mm-hmm. they did the time jump and I know there is some yeah. disappointment out there in that. Um, it's horrible. Is it? It's horrible. I mean, I love these two characters and they, you know, they took them out, but yet they left other characters in that didn't age at all. Like this guy, Sir Christian, Kristen, who, mm-hmm. you know, kills this guy at a wedding and he's still in the picture. And it's just like, he hasn't aged a day after 10 years. Just, I don't know. I'm kind of lost. I kind of lost interest. I mean, I'll still watch it, but it's just, not as, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I it mean, was I a leap loved, too far for you. It, it was, it, it, well, <laughs> Some of the characters, some of the actors leaped and some didn't, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, so I, why? well, I think John, I haven't seen this one yet, so I don't, I don't even know who the replacement yeah. characters are, but from what I was talking about with John, I think even last week, it was more to the point that those two women, those female characters were much younger. And the, the idea is that like Sir Christian, for instance, you and I, 10 years from now, aren't going to be much different than we look right now, right? Mm-hmm. You get to that certain age when you don't really look much different from 30 to 40, right? But if you're 18, you could look, mm-hmm. you could look different at 28. Mm-hmm. You know, you mature differently at that younger age. Again, I haven't seen the progression yet, um, but I think that's what they were kind of going. That's what I think that they were going for there. And maybe they missed the mark, but I think they did miss it. I think the, I think that for the girls are maybe 10 years old and then you jumped to 25, maybe it could work. Right. But they look like they're jumping from 15 to 25, which isn't a huge, that's right. not a huge difference. It just, and I love the two actors and actresses and in, in the, well, in the, the first, yeah. uh, five episodes. Yeah. Uh, I thought it, and that's yeah. the other part that's tough that John and I even mm-hmm. said that too. We're like, mm-hmm. those are the ones you get attached to. Those are the ones that brought mm-hmm. you into the story. Now you're like, where'd they go? Where'd they yeah. go? You know, and, and it's if they the, can, the actors that you liked, mm-hmm. right? And if they can take, you know, Benjamin Button and make him, I mean, look at the, if yeah. they can take all these actors and change them 50, 80 years, I mean, they can't do it like 10 years. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> 
anyway <laughs> it, now let me ask you to bring it back to the you know rings of power mm-hmm. do you think that suffers at all because it's literally going head to head and we have an alternative we have mm-hmm. rings of power that is just so good right now i don't think it suffers i think they actually feed off each other and i because because you have a show on sunday night and then you have one to look forward to on Thursday nights. I mean, I can't even yeah. wait until Thursday nights. I'm waiting and waiting, waiting all week till Thursday nights to see the next episode of Rings of Power. Yeah. So it, I think you can't get enough of this Middle Earth stuff. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. The Sunday yeah. night one, my wife, my wife watches that one. So we yeah. actually watch it on Monday nights um, because by the time Sunday night rolls around, we're just like, no, okay, it's mm-hmm. time time to go to work in the morning. So we watch it like right after dinner on Monday night, and we just hadn't gotten to it yet this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's but yeah, but the you know Rings of Power I'm doing on my own, and I cannot wait to watch. I watch that actually on Friday mornings when I first get up, and I'm just like, oh. it looks so good. You know, I'm starting to write this article, and I don't mm-hmm. know who if anybody else has coined this phrase before, but I'm calling them cinematic series. Instead of TV series Ooh. or shows, yes. these are really cinema in a series. And so Rings of Power will be right up there at the top. I mean, this it looks amazing. It's, it looks like every, every penny they spent. Yeah. Um, it sounds amazing. Uh, I love the story. I love how it's, you know, the, the palette is so much brighter than House of the Dragon. But I, I do like House of the Dragon. But uh, I love how the palette's a little bit different. Yes. It, Kind of helps me when I'm looking at pictures from each because then I can distinguish yeah. which one is House of the Dragon, which one's Rings of Power. Well, isn't that like going back into the Lord of the Rings series, the mm-hmm. the movies, the palette is like, it's almost dead on. No? Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like when you go back and forth, but that's how I felt like it was like, you, that's I love that term cinematic series because mm-hmm. it it really is. It's, it's, a, it's the production quality of a full length feature mm-hmm. uh and when you jump back and forth and now we're streaming this on amazon who i didn't have high hopes for but we're mm-hmm. streaming this and to go to the fork to the physical disc and watch the movies and then jump back and forth mm-hmm. the qual the drop in quality it's i don't know i mean it's there it's a little softer on the streaming but to your mm-hmm. point of like you're so taken aback by the sound which is mm-hmm. really good really dynamic and the color palettes like you were saying that you're so brought into the universe that mm-hmm. it's almost like like which is which you it's it, it there's so much going on that's in the positive that you're it it's so easy to overlook that oh it's a little softer than you know than the mm-hmm. than a physical disc so, it, i mean it's great well, I mean, I started measuring bit rates, um, which I think you'd be interested in. I'm starting yeah. a little bit of a slate, bit of a database here, and you're gonna be a little disappointed that these shows aren't quite as streaming as high as you think. Okay, but The Rings of Power is streaming really, 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 really high. Um, it's about, it's running about uh, 20 or so megabits per second, 18 to 20. Okay. Um, which is, you know, that's comparable to everybody else. And you'd be surprised because I'm doing some measurements of Apple TV also, and it's not much higher. Um, HBO is getting a little bit of a higher peak, uh, indicated peak, which means the, the highest it can possibly go okay. for that particular uh, feed. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually um, up there. It's, uh, I can look at the numbers right now. 
Uh, yeah, about you know, twenty three would be. Let's see here. Audio. That's pretty. It's cool. running about like eighteen megabits per second. Um, by the way, it's a different format too. It's a, it's a, it's a thirty eight forty by sixteen hundred, which is interesting, right? Slightly cool. different size. Whereas uh, all the most of the other uh, cinematic series are the twenty twenty one sixty. Yeah. Um, so you know, like Thor love Thor uh, Thor love and thunder is on um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And that was running about, mm, yeah, that's running about like 17 to 18 also megabits per second. So, yeah. Um, the highest peak indicated peak rate came out of HBO, believe it or not, for House of the Dragon. But Wow. <laughs> so, so you're not seeing much higher than 20 megabits per second on any of these, even the best streaming services. Right. And then what, yeah. Blu-ray stri- Blu-ray's data rate is is about I like mean, isn't it like forties well, in the forties well, or something like that? At least. I mean, we're gonna talk about Return and, of the King. I mean, that's jumping up to like no, seventy and eighty megabits. That's the four K, but a standard yeah. Blu-ray is usually in the forties, isn't it? And then a four uh four K is usually seventies, well, eighties yeah. can yeah. run or yeah. or even higher. But yeah. yeah, what and did you did you do the same thing on like, you know, Return of the King, the physical disc? Do you know what the data uh, yeah, is? Yeah, I mean that, that yeah, I mean that jumps up high. Dude. I mean that jumps up. I mean I've seen it was jumping up into the eighties at some point, peaks in the eighties, high eighties, yeah. and I think it maybe even hit number ninety one at one point. Yeah, it's 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 quality stuff, dude. I mean that. Oh yeah. You, I mean this when you talk about um, how good discs are still. I mean you're doing Kaleidoscape, which is amazing, which I'm sure has much higher bit rates. But uh, coming out of the Apple TV 4K and the Fire TV, and um, they, they're not, you know. They look great, though. They look great, but you're not really getting much more than 15 to 20 megabits per second. I've never <laughs> gone down this rabbit hole. How do you... And I'm afraid to ask. For what? Like, just the, the, the bit rates. Like, oh, how do you get them? Yeah, how do you get them? So how, how would I, I get them I like, know, a, from my Kaleidoscape? How could I get that and see what... I don't, know any of, I don't know any other platform except Apple Developer, Apple TV Developer Platform. So there's a... You know, there's... Um, you can log, you know, you can log in, you can t- connect Xcode to your Apple TV. Oh, and okay. it'll show you different rates. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I've never yeah. looked, because I see that stuff online and mm-hmm. I'm more about, I mean, my entire thing is, a- as you announced so beautifully, uh, about the experience, mm-hmm. the sights, the sounds, right? So it's like, I-, I don't need to know the number because you could have a lower number, but if it's produced well, much like mm-hmm. we're seeing with rings of power, right? And you're like, it's just produced so well. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell. Like if you would just come into the house and you watch the show, you'd be like, mm-hmm. is this a disc or is this streaming? You wouldn't know mm-hmm. the difference, you know, but it's, it's when you get into that little nitty gritty where you're like, well, we're only streaming at 20 bits per second. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, well, now <laughs> I see the difference. Do you? Do you? It's like, but then I don't. Right, you don't. I mean, over time you will. Like watching Return of the King again. It's the la- the last time I watched it. You and I talked. We've talked about all three movies. This is the third one. And mm. when I watched them before, I didn't have the Lumigen, so I wasn't getting the the level of HDR with my projector that I'm getting now. And it's a whole new movie, and it, mm-hmm. because I'm actually getting to take advantage of that full bit right now at a on a projector, 
Mm -hmm. right? Whereas with, if you had an OLED all along and you're getting a beautiful image anyways, that's what you're getting. I mean, you're getting Mm -hmm. that full image. You're getting, taking advantage of all of that bit rate. Um, it's, it's it's just so much and it's watching this. It's four hours long, the extended version. (laughs) And over time you'll feel how smooth that is as -hmm. compared to a stream, right? That's what, how many lumens is, how many lumens is your projector right now? Again, these are things I don't, I, I know projectors aren't very high. Well, they it, go, I think most like, common ones are probably 100 to 150 at the 150, most, 150, right? yeah, something like that. And then everything's based off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the Lumigen does is it, like, it, what I was just talking about with John in the podcast today is that what I'm able to get is that, and JVC does this with their tone mapping, their onboard tone mapping is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lumigen takes it to another level where I can, it, my black levels have gotten deeper and my brights have gotten brighter. So mm-hmm. as, as we'll talk about when we get into this, it's just, you can have a really dark nighttime scene, but somebody sh- shows a torch and the torch is as bright as it can possibly be on my projector. Mm-hmm. Whereas before the projector was trying to, it was like, oh, this is a dark scene. So it would bring everything mm-hmm. down to give you that good quality of those shadows. But when it does that, it was bringing the level of that torch down too, mm-hmm. which at the same time is still, I mean, it was a great image and you're just like, oh, wow, that looks good. Cause your detail in your, in the dark scenes was still really good. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm getting detail in my dark scenes and those bright lights at the same time. And it's just, it, it it's a it, it makes it an all new experience yeah well i think one thing people need to remember is that you know, when you go to a movie theater i think the most lumens you're seeing is 50 oh really 50 yeah it's really low because the reality is that your eyes are going to adjust no matter what you, so right. you could have a super dark projector right as long as you have the right lighting it's going to look great right but these newer projectors you know they're getting up there, and especially with these, you know, the the, uh, the laser projectors. I mean, you could watch those with your with your windows open. Right, they're so bright. Yes, it's insane. Yes, and and so, that's what it's for. Yeah. A lot of people are like, mm-hmm. they'll have a room, a, a completely light controlled room. And it's like I want a real. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're just going to be dumbing that thing down. <laughs> you know, I just had right, a listener right. on on Tuesday, and he's like, should I go with? He had the JVC. Uh, what is it? The N NZ eight. He has an NZ8 on the, I think it's the NZ8 on the way in. It's a $16,000 projector. But he's like looking at the NZ9, (laughs) which is like a $26,000 projector. And he goes, it's a little bit brighter. And he's got a completely light controlled room. And I go, save your $10,000 because all you're going to be doing is dumbing down the brightness Mm -hmm. on that $10,000 extra. Because you don't need, what that's for is, Two things in a projector. You have ambient light and throw distance. Mm-hmm. And screen well, and screen size to throw distance. Mm-hmm. That's all one thing, right? So if you're trying to light a giant screen in a well lit room from far away, you're gonna want that, you know, N Z nine right. so that you need and that's why it's called a light cannon, because it's shooting it across the room. If you're mm-hmm. in a smaller an or a normal sized room, light controlled you're you're paying for just to say hey it can reach this you know what Mm -hmm. you're really reaching and and to your point like once you that those bright scenes 
it, it's still going to be it's still going to be toned down and ca- once it's calibrated for that room it's going to be toned down to yeah. what it what the scene needs yeah you know what i, I i'm sorry like i'm not just i'm completely a, a nerd i'm when you're talking lumens i actually meant to say nits yeah there you go because lumens more new lumens are more in the thousands that's I, I'm right 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 talking about the wrong thing but uh yeah so like the projectors are like 100 to 150 you know nits and then like a right home uh cinema projector would be like you know 50 or so um yeah it, yeah, it, yeah I, I knew what are, you meant but lumens are sorry, actually yeah. the power of the yeah 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 um but yeah so it's lumens comes in more into play when you when you need that like you like you're saying a really big space or throw distance and also there could be some ambient light Right. To compete. Yeah. yeah, you're competing with other light and it's like and to be able to create a mm. an illusion of contrast mm. <laughs> because you're competing with that ambient light, you're gonna make everything so bright that the dark scenes like you said, like your eyes are adjusting so that dark scene is mm. gonna appear dark compared to everything mm. else in the room because it's creating right. a contrast on the screen. Um but the best environment is still a light controlled room. No matter how strong right. your projector is, so right. Um, but yeah, and that's what the the Lumigen does is mm-hmm. that for my projector that's putting out you know 150 nits, it bases everything off of that, and that brightest scene is going to be. I'm going to get the full 150 that I can get, right? Mm-hmm. But then those dot, and then everything's toned down from there, meaning like it doesn't chop anything off. It doesn't chop off any information like. Um, like the Panasonic 820 will mm-hmm. optimize the HDR for your projector. And what it does is it, t- it crops off the high stuff so that you don't, so that it can, the projector can handle it better and give you a better image. Well, nice. Lumigen doesn't crop anything off. It just compresses mm-hmm. and it retranslates it so that you actually turn off everything that the projector does. You turn mm-hmm. everything off and just let it, you put it into HDR and just let it actually, I don't even know if you do that. And you in the Lumigen does is all the brains and then it projector just does it. You calibrate it and let it go. So, and, and believe it or not, you can act with a Lumigen or a mad VR. You can do all this with a projector that doesn't even have HDR because I've seen it. It's like, cause it's the Lumigen's going to translate it, and it's going to look like it's HDR because the Lumigen is the HDR. It's doing it for you. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, um, well, there are no projectors that'll do Dolby vision, right? No, no, there aren't. No, nope. So, um, we'll have to nerd out some more about projectors and home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's hey, I, I, I love this stuff. So, um, do you want to get into uh, Return of the King? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got to do it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like we're both procrastinating because we know the pain that's on the way. <laughs> the pain? Are you kidding me? The pain? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so what? Let, let me start off by saying this this film was made 20 years ago, 22 yeah. years ago, even before then, because they didn't release it until 2000. They were actually making it before then, obviously, right? Yeah. It is still, you still cannot beat this film in terms of story, acting, 
makeup, mm. effects, everything, everything about the film, including the 4K Blu-ray editions, the extended editions. Yes, that were released a couple of years ago. You, you just, you still can't pity. It's still reference quality for everything else. It is. It, it, um, when they came out, you and I said that when it came out, it's like, you'll compare everything else to mm-hmm. this and having gone back through all three movies, I think the only reason we stopped is because we just hadn't watched the movies in a while, but you go back through again and I am finding myself comparing, going in and watching the Batman and watching, you know, Top Gun Maverick, uh, any of the movies that came out this year or more recent or whatever. And you're like, you're, you're absolutely right. It's like this, it was made over 20 years ago and then remastered. And I don't know what's more amazing, how they made it in the first place or the artistry that went into the remastering, you know, it's incredible. It it really is. And, uh, you want to get get a few of the shortcomings out of the way, which there are because it looks so good that there are times where some of the special effects might like suffer a little bit. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. Oh damn. <laughs> like, like you can see not green screen, but you can see they're imposed mm-hmm. superimposed a little bit more. Whereas that might've been more forgiving 20 years ago on film. Mm-hmm. But now where there's only so much, when you make it look so good, you're mm-hmm. going to be able to see some of those, laws if you will right yeah i mean i think i also you know for this review i literally watched it on three different screens um because i really wanted to see real how it held up yeah and this is something i haven't done with the other two films and okay on a you know on, I, and i've never ever watched a film on a little uh what do you call a smartphone <laughs> I, I've, I've never you <laughs> busted on steve <laughs> it's blasphemy i could never watch i list music YouTube videos, your bright side home theater videos. <laughs> That's all I watch <laughs> well, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I did watch it on a little screen and believe it or not, it looks damn good because yeah. you can't see all those little imperfections. Right. Um, I also watched it on about 130 inch wall. <laughs> wall. And I watched it on, yeah, and I watched it on a 75 inch uh, Sony Bravia. So, oh, okay. uh, and I think we'll get to that. You know, there there are points where, yeah, I mean, the bigger this thing gets, yeah, it does start to give a little bit. Yeah, but, some stuff gets wonky, but uh, but yeah. only very infrequently. And mm-hmm. again, much like uh, I, I said about rings, there's so much good that oh, when God. you do see it, that you're like, and like that some of the, you know, like you said, the tones, for instance, mm-hmm. that, you know, Jackson Peter Jackson used are really nice. Some of the the um the glows, the hues that come across the screen that are mm-hmm. I, I know of one later on in the movie um that that I'll probably talk about when we do some scenes, but there there's just the, the looks on their faces, the makeup. There's mm-hmm. time in there's times you're looking at Gollum who's you're like what the hell? Like it's like the makeup on you're like, you're looking at the makeup on a CGI character, but it's not a hundred percent CGI because it was his face. So you're like, but it's so it, there. No, don't get me wrong. Some of the wonky scenes are Gollum, but 
he still does look really good. It, it I mean, it, it's, um, yeah. yeah, I, I, I have a scene in mind that I'm sure we'll get to in the scenes is where with Gollum and it's, it's an amazing feat of 3d versus flat versus not 3d, which is really, really cool. But it, it, it again, it's, it is, it's reference quality. And that, that is the definition of reference quality. Cause you compare it to, you compare everything else to it. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to do this? We're going to kind of pull out some highlights as we go through the film. Cause I mean, this is, like you said, I mean, this is, uh, this is a long film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah this it's... is, uh, <laughs> 250 minutes um and and this we'll is we'll go through it minute by minute this is <laughs> uh, hey jeff my listeners are like yeah that's about the way dj does it right <laughs> like all right i'm in he's <laughs> like dj you have like an uh, like an unlimited supply of hard drive space <laughs> yeah like 10, i know well, 10 terabytes of I can Actually, go I do. I have my NAS um, running, so I have like eighty-four terabytes on that thing. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, so there um, you go. So let's do it. So we're good. So, um, and I'm three hours uh, behind you. So, uh, yep. It'll be if you go to midnight, it'll just be my uh, buddy clock. This thing we booked this thing on the perfect week because right <laughs> now I should be at my hockey game, but I have a bye this week. So usually nice. I'm not getting home until about one o'clock nice. in the morning. And that's when I sit down and have dinner. So let's go. Right. At least I won't be sore okay. after this. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> you might be sore. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, where, so, where know, do you want to go? You lead the well, way. Wait, wait, you're going to be the guy. You're going to be the guiding voice. But, you know, just for your listeners, this is so there, you know, this is the extended version. It adds 50 minutes to the original version of the film. Which is already which, over three hours. Which is already long, and it's the longest. Uh, it's the longest ex- extension of the film. Um, mm-hmm. The two towers had about a forty-three. Was it forty-three minutes? Forty-four yeah. minutes? Forty-four minutes. It's the longest film. Then, the longest extension of the film. It, right, and yeah. the Fellowship of the Ring only added um, thirteen. Yeah, like thirteen, 13 minutes. minutes, and then they ended. The, then they added the end credits mm-hmm. of like all of their fan base or something like that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Wasn't their fan club they were scrolled through? So like when you see oh, the timestamp on it, you're like, yeah. oh wait a minute, it's like a half hour of fan club people. Oh yeah, exactly. You yeah. think you're you think you're like only halfway through the film, and then you're like, oh okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, yeah, I mean, you should be, you know, you're the guy, but I I, I guess we could switch off to and I yeah mean, we could mention the extended scenes too maybe and i don't honestly i don't even know i watch oh. the regular i haven't watched the regular i don't even bother with it mm-hmm. i i just i watch the extended because um when i saw it in the theater i saw it with a friend of mine i think i told you this last time and uh he had read the books and he filled me in and all the backstory stuff mm-hmm. uh, after every time we saw it, we saw these at midnight showings and afterwards we would hang out for like an hour and he would tell me all the backstory stuff about like Legolas and how long these stories took. Like even in mm-hmm. fellowship, that trip across the Shire, didn't that take in the books? It took years or something like that for just to leave the Shire. It took years or you, something like you that. Mean, you it, mean when, when, when Frodo first leaves yeah. the Shire with uh no, actually it's, it's the reverse. Um, the, the total travel time for, for the fellowship 
until the day that they destroy the ring in Mordor is actually just six months. Oh, really? I thought it was the, a long time. I thought he had no, told me it was a long and, time. And well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just kind of reversed, but the, there are several things that, you know, that we could talk about when, I guess when, it, when the moment comes, but the, the film, the ending of the film, um, Bill, but well, we're going to get to that point, but the film makes it as if the journey took four years. Oh, okay. So maybe that's what you're kind of maybe some there was some kind of mistranslation there. Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah. Um, there are different things. You know, the book is a little different. I'm not. Yeah, like I haven't read the books in a long time, but um, but there's some definitely some big differences, and uh, of course, all of the a lot of the changes are made just for cinema, right? Yeah. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, they'll do that. Um, um, so I'll give you my just the beginning. We've talked about the picture, tremendous picture, reference mm-hmm. quality, HDR, gorgeous deep rich mm-hmm. colors and it's and again it it's a disc to judge all other discs right mm-hmm. ring to rule a disc to rule the other discs uh <laughs> and the audio same thing it's tremendous the dialogue crystal clear absolutely uh, there was uh just as a for instance um when uh legolas is counting during their elephant battle Mm-hmm. You could still hear him crystal clear counting out 23, 24, and your whole room is engaged. It sounds awesome. Um, let's see. Bass, foundation shaking bass. It's incredible. Uh, completely justified. There's so much stuff going on. Uh, and it sets the mood, too, for this movie. Like, th- there's some ominous stuff going on here. And that bass rumbling, you'll... It'll, sets the mood of what you're about to see and uh, go and again going along with the different tones they'll go from say uh you know a castle nice bright tones and they'll go right mm-hmm. into somewhere near mordor or the orcs or something and it's dark it's look, mm-hmm. looks like a thunderstorm is coming in and your your whole your room that you're in especially i'm watching it on a 110 inch screen it's like my whole room the mood changes and then the sound and the way they manipulated all that stuff using the mm-hmm. sound and the picture all together is so artistically done. It's just so, mm-hmm. so great. Um, tons of pans. I love my pans. pans oh, yeah, all over sure. the place, you know, yeah. dragons flying or whatever you call those things. Um, yeah. When I broke you this mean- down, <laughs> I'm like, I, most of everything I would do for this would be mm-hmm. pretty redundant from the other two or anything like that. Cause it is such a long mm-hmm. movie. So I tried to find stuff that was a little bit different, like something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, all right. We know like everybody knows the obvious stuff. I'm just going to look for some, and, and there is some obvious stuff I have in my notes here, but there is a, a bunch of stuff that maybe you didn't notice or, you know, little right, right. quirks that I, I liked. I think that's interesting too, because I, I think here's the thing when we talk about the Batman and we talked about all these Lord of the Rings films, you always, every time I watch it, I see something that I didn't see before. Yeah. And that's the true sign of creating art. It's, it's just so much put, and some of the best moments in this film are like a, a second or two seconds long. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I mean, so the first opening scene, I thought, you know, and I rewatched it, I was like, wow, this is slow. This is when Smeagol and Deagle are, yeah. you know, they end up having that fight and, you know, this, it's like 10 minutes of movie. And that's an extended version, by the way. I mean, that wasn't in the original theatrical film. Um, cause they just showed, all they showed was diving for the ring. Yes. 
Yes, they, I do that remember a, that. Yep, that was a flashback. But um, yeah, so they, um, yeah, th- that beginning film is very creepy. And I was thinking to myself when I watched this again, I said, "Do you think Peter Jackson would have gotten away with this scene if if we hadn't already had all his viewers in, invested in the first two films?" You know, no. But but what didn't go in the theater, obviously. But the extended ver- that is a very slow and creepy. And I can see why he pulled it for the theatrical version because it just starts off really slow and it's 10 minutes before anything really happens. Right. And so. it, it's so funny. That's what, it's exactly what I had too. Yeah. I'm like fairly slow <laughs> as far as openings go because the other ones and even I mean, what was interesting, Rings of Power opened exactly like Fellowship. I mm-hmm. mean, it's almost like scene for scene with mm-hmm. the battle and with the, with the narration to the point that the narration starts. And I'm like, is my projector on, you know, <laughs> like, ah, and that's what got me. I went back and I put in fellowship mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, my projector is on and this is how it, you forget that stuff. But it was like, almost like scene for scene dead on. Right. But what I did notice is, oh, and this, this was the scene where I was talking about the, um, the makeup. On uh, Andy Serkis, who was Smeagol mm-hmm. at the time, but mm-hmm. you could, it, you were so close to his face, it, like mm-hmm. you could see the the caked on makeup on his face. It just was so, it's so detailed. But the vibrancy of the grass, wasn't that insane? Like yeah, that yeah. green grass. That's that's like how the NFL does their grass when you're watching <laughs> it on Sundays, right? And then you go mm-hmm. to that same stadium and you go to watch your favorite team, and you're like. How come the grass ain't so green? <laughs> it's like, how'd they do that? Like, I want the green grass that I see on TV, not this, you know? And it's like, um, speaking of a quick aside, I found that out from my bot. My daughter was house shopping. Did I didn't know they did this. They go in and they Photoshop the grass around these houses when you're, when you're shopping for a house. Oh, I'm sure. I know, but I'm yeah, like, I mean, you that's uh, kind of crappy when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. You know, uh, you gotta make, hey, grass can look good for like, when you put the turf in, it looks good for a week and then it just burns up, gets burned up and that's it. But uh, y- grass is actually a good indicator of color too, color correction. You know, when grass, if your color balance is a little bit too warm, your grass is going to look kind of muddy because it's going to have that yeah. magenta in it. So yeah, it's a good sign of like your color balance to them being too, a little bit too hot. It w- This warm. was very yeah. green. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. like a neon green, like a yeah. lime green, like yeah. just gore, like almost too much. You were like, that's almost not natural, but mm-hmm. I mean, but they were going for that like flashback situation. The mm-hmm. entire scene was bright, right? It was oh, like this. Yeah. And this was before the ring. I, I'm wondering, and maybe you could elaborate on this. Mm-hmm. This is before the ring has any kind of power It's in the water, right? And then it was like, and you open them, you open the extended version with this bright, I mean, the sky's blown out, you know, mm-hmm. everything is very bright and beautiful and lush. And then all of a sudden you, they jump ahead in time to now, you know, God, he's Smeagol's becoming Gollum, but mm-hmm. everything is just muted. All mm-hmm. the colors on the screen are gone. It's like. They're it, they're not gone. They're just the vibrancy's way down. It's a lot darker, and it cre- that jump scene is like it creates a a big contrast in what has just happened. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't look at that color transition. Oh, it's but a quick it's, one. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so then we end up going to um we 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 follow uh Gandalf, right? And Legolas. Mm-hmm. And Gimli. Gimli, right? Aragorn, Legolas. And they're on their way to Isengard. Yep. And they they find uh Saruman there on top of his perch. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what a oh. That's another one where you look at at times when Saruman's up there and um is it Sar Sar Saruman? Sar yeah. yeah. Okay. Saruman, uh, yep. Saruman in there's uh, Sauron is the, Sauron. the real bad guy. Yeah, there's the real bad Saruman, Saruman. Oh, right. But anyways, when he's up there, look behind him and at how sometimes the sky, especially when they have a close up on him, and you can mm -hmm. actually see the clouds moving behind him. There's a nice mm -hmm. 3D effect there because the, the sky yeah. is like a deep blue. Mm -hmm. Really nice. When they pull away and you can see that um, Weasley guy. What's his name there? Oh, Grima. Grima. He's up there. And <laughs> the, the sky gets a little bit more muted there. But when it's yeah. really on him, it's you can really see the, the clouds moving behind his head. It's really cool. Yeah. And I think, I think um, this is really the first really good audio moment, too. Yeah. When Saruman tries to cast that spell against Gandalf and he just kind of just mutes it out. I mean, that's amazing. And then he says, your staff is broken. And it just, you just feel like the splinter of the staff, like spreading through the speakers in your home theater. Yeah. The bass is and the echo mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. uh, the echo of Saruman's voice when mm -hmm. it, it's like Saruman's like, he, so he's on top of the tower and he's like, the echo that takes place as they pan the tower at the time. It, it's like, it's like at uh 12 minutes, I got 57 seconds and Saruman's voice has an echo that comes from like all around the room. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, it's not as, um, it's not as prevailing on the like close up shots of them. But when they mm -hmm. pull away, it's like it's almost like you're away and you're listening to it. They did a really good job there of create of widening the stage when you're mm -hmm. looking at a wider stage and then getting in close on them. Now it's like they got the microphone in his face almost. So it's really really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that scene. I mean, that's yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. And so then you know, like, oh, go ahead. No, you Sorry. were saying like the staff is broken and the mm -hmm. just the uh what's it the staff breaks the sound break it like you said super clear but um mm -hmm. the sound transitions to a thunder roll mm -hmm. too that rolls yeah. off in, into your overheads and then to the rear of your room so it's just mm -hmm. like that's what it, it was like but yeah that the clarity and the distinctness of all the pieces but then the how it just rolls over you and then away it was really really mm -hmm. cool Really, and that one was at. Uh, I actually had that one. I, that's why I saw it. Fifteen minutes and five seconds. Right. <laughs> Don't forget the five seconds. In the five <laughs> seconds, just in case. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you got you know some other scene. I mean, at this point, I was like, well, why don't you just let's just skip to minister. You know, like this. If I, we can talk about a few scenes on the way to there, because I don't know, it's just kind of a little bit. Well, this is the first. This you gotta. You got to remember, this is with the moment when Pippin picks up the uh, the globe, the palantir, the uh, you know the the ball. Oh that yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. Sauron in. So this yeah, is a, it's a really important moment for the movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's this. There's a scene at twenty. I think this is. Um, is it? Oh, at twenty five minutes. Okay, so Gollum talking to Smeagol. Hmm. 
this is the one that I was talking about earlier. So he's looking in the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of them is, I think it's, I think Gollum's in the water, right? That's the reflection and Smeagol's. Mm-hmm. So Smeagol's talking to obviously Gollum in the water, but when they flip between the two and look at the detail, look at the three D ness of of Smeagol because he's mm-hmm. the the quote unquote live action, mm-hmm. and then look at how flat the reflection looks because it's just the reflection on the top of the water, and it's just mm-hmm. like, like I said, it's at like the twenty five minute mark. But I I kept watching that scene over and jumping back, watching it over just to see because I'm like, I've done a lot of drawings, I've done a lot of reflection stuff. We've had to do that. Um, one of the things I, we were taught in school is you're not supposed to do like drawings from a picture. You have to do it from a, like a mirror because a mm. mirror is a better representation of a 3d version of yourself. Uh, even better is to draw somebody live because now mm. you're seeing it live. Even in a mirror, it's still, that's a 2d representation of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was thinking about here. I'm like, this is supposed to be the 3d representation of Smeagol. And here's mm-hmm. a 2D representation, but the entire thing is taking place on my screen, which is 2D. <laughs> I thought it, it was there's so much detail there. It's just mm-hmm. it was just fascinating to me because you're like it's it, it, never mind the scene itself of the duality of the character and everything mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, this so. is the scene where he's you know he's he's, he's discussing with himself, right? I mean, is yes. this in another? Is this in the two towers also? Or just this one? The one okay. with the water is in this one. Um, and then I think at the end of the scene is where, um, um, Sam finds him talking to himself. Cause this is where he finally, uh, mm. it, like they're talking, Smeagol and Gollum are talking about killing them. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is, maybe this is where he comes up with the plan to have them killed in the cave or something like that. But Sam overhears it. And then the whole thing is disrupted and the water is splashed mm-hmm. at the end of the scene. Remember? Mm-hmm. And that's when Sam, Sam heard it, but Frodo didn't. So that's mm-hmm. where you get that Sam and Frodo are a little bit, uh, not trusting of each other at the, or mm-hmm. Frodo's not as trusting. So, um, well, I believe this is the scene that, um, Fran Walsh, Peter Jackson's partner actually filmed this and did herself. She wrote it basically in a day or something. Oh, really? They, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to think if there's another scene where Smeagol is talking to himself, facing his alternate reality, uh, self or whatever. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. But she did. She, you know, um, she basically filmed it herself and wrote it herself, um, and they ended up using it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, tidbit of yep information. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. And his makeup, just I mean, I think too. What I did notice is that they start getting a little bit closer and closer to these characters. I, I don't know if it was just me, but towards the end, I mean, you're getting super, super close to to Gollum. Yeah. And, and the makeup just, and even, you know, Frodo, as you get, you know, one way to get closer to someone to bring the, obviously, so it, it's, you know, it, it's like a camera trick is to bring someone close to, to bring the camera closer to someone, then you're more engaged mm-hmm. and, and, the, and everything becomes about that, that character. Right. And so like, as the film progresses i think they get a little bit closer because i remember the end of the return of the king they are really close to frodo and Gollum. 
and yeah. even even Sim Gamgee, yeah, yeah. As the uh, as the movie's progressing, you're getting tighter and tighter mm. shots. Um, and like you said, at the end, you're like you have those real tight shots on on Frodo mm-hmm. as he w- holding the ring and stuff. And yeah, you're right. It's like it, it it I didn't even think of that either. That that's but now with with the clarity that we have here and how mm-hmm. it's it, it's a subliminal trick to get you more engaged with that character as each scene progresses, but it's mm-hmm. It just shows the pacing of the movie too. It's that's what's really taking mm-hmm. place here because it's not like you're in their world the entire time because you keep jumping to other parts of the world that are mm-hmm. all dealing with the same issue, um, it, to different to varying degrees, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then you jump back, but now you jump back to you know maybe you're slightly closer or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, really, really cool. So what do you have next for your notes? I have, um, so at 53 minutes and I Ooh. think, I think we're here. Why? What do you have? Are you that far? Oh, you jumped. You jumped. Well, okay. A couple, I'll just cover. Yeah, I mean, I'm just pulling off a few scenes. Gandalf and Pippin at 36 minutes running, uh, uh, galloping out of the horse yes. stable is a really beautiful shot. Just yeah. take note of that one. Yeah, and that's um, when they they gallop out in the hoods. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I noticed that. And mm-hmm. with my new like, I I got separates since the last time I watched. I have a Marantz AVR, um, a pre pro, mm-hmm. and then I separate amps. And the the mid bass on this, it's just so crisp now. So nice. those hooves hitting were just uh, amazing. It's just like those were just amazing. I didn't make note of it because I'm like. Okay, we could I could be here all day talking about midday stuff and all that that nice thump <laughs> that I'm much. feeling and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I know exactly what you're talking about. But because yeah, once they then once they hit hit the trail, um, and they they do the long shot when um Aragorn and um Legolas are looking out over them, I believe, mm-hmm. and they go across that water, and they're talking about it's you just it, it is it's beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. shot the skyline and the background and everything it's like i want to say there was even a was that one of the scenes that had a, like a rainbow effect that happened quite a few times in this movie mm-hmm. uh they had like yeah. you could see the band like a rainbow effect like to the camera right mm-hmm. and it like an arc to the side it was really really cool you got that prism effect going on um but yeah that that was it was beautiful shot and there's a beautiful shot I think that's comes before what the one you jumped to was also uh, Arwen um on her journey. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that's another shot that's at 37 minutes. And then she um she has a uh does she have a vision at this point of her child, right? Yes. That's what yeah, she yeah. was talking to mm-hmm. her father um mm-hmm. and she was saying that you you saw uh yeah you saw death but you also saw life mm-hmm. and that's where and that's where you have like again it's the the pacing of the movie you go to frodo mm-hmm. you go here it's dark it's dreary you go here and it's bright it's doing this but then you go do something like this and there's there's a haze because mm-hmm. it's a it's a foreshadowing right they're seeing mm-hmm. the future so they're giving you these different patterns across the screen and and like you said you watch it on three different screens the larger you get the more the more mm-hmm. dramatic this comes off to mm-hmm. you as the viewer, right? Right, right, right. 
So um, another scene that came up after, just after that is about 42 minutes, 42.50 seconds is when um, they show uh, Ministereth and uh, Pippin and uh, Gandalf are riding. And they, the cinematography is incredible. Um, it kind of follows them as they're riding towards the city to the top of the city. So they're rising up to the very top mm-hmm. where they're going to eventually meet up with uh, uh, Lord uh, Den- Denethor, the, uh, the steward. Of um, <laughs> such a great guy, cat. isn't he? <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I don't know if he's dead or not, but just burn him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Um, so, but that is a just a gorgeous shot. And the thing, the crazy thing is that it's it's uh that it's all it's a miniature, obviously, but it's just it's just gorgeous the way they film that. Yes, this, the scenery here. I know. I was thinking the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. you see in Gandalf, like ride through the city and you're you're looking I'm like how did they come up with this idea of yeah. a, of a city like that that's like built into the mountain but it's extruding from the mountain so that you're going mm-hmm. you're going into the mount you're going into <laughs> the city which looks like it's flush but it, it, but then he's riding loops around in there going up and back you know switchbacks or whatever all the way yeah, up to traversing up the thing yeah <laughs> and it's just and the whole time what was the timestamp on that? Because you're you're right. That was a it was uh, a great event to to just like every time you watch it, you're gonna want to like look at different parts of the the mm-hmm. set. It, as you said, it's a miniature, but it's like think of that was real. And mm-hmm. I did think of that. I'm like, imagine if somebody tried to recreate that in real life somewhere, like some billionaire or something. Was like, I'm gonna <laughs> build this out of a mountain or something. It's like, Would how you... could you even do that? You'd you'd need the elves' magic to <laughs> to do something like that. Yep, and you need an army full of dwarves too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was about forty two forty two minutes fifty seconds, and then there's a gorgeous shot at forty forty four minutes of uh, where you can see you're up at the top of uh, Ministerith. And then you can see uh, Mordor and Mount Doom way off in the distance. Yes. And that's that, a really, I don't know if you remember that shot. But oh, yeah, really that's, that's what we're going to get to. That's mine at 53 yeah. minutes. It's no more stars. And I gave it three mm-hmm. boxes of popcorn because I actually, I noted this when I watched it on my, without the Lumigen the first time. And I loved this scene. But then watching it again and seeing the vibrancy of that. So, and what I'm talking about here, it's like Gandalf and uh, Peregrine are up. Uh, Pippin are out. Pippin. Pippin are out on the veranda, and yep. they're overlooking or they're yep. looking at Mordor, which is yep. way off in the distance. But it's got activity. But when the camera is on their face, there are times when their face goes really bright red. But then there are other subtleties when they'll like look at each other and just the side of their face gets mm-hmm. just like, and it goes along with the noise that you're hearing. You're hearing the rumbles. And if you hear a big rumble, you'll, you'll see a glow on their face mm-hmm. and it's the detail. It's like, these are those things that I, I, I talk about in my podcast all the time that if they weren't there, you wouldn't care. You would never know. You would never watch this scene and go, hey, why isn't that glowing on their face? <laughs> you, know yeah. what I, you know what I mean? It's like you would never, you just think it's still a great scene. Mordor's mm-hmm. way off in the distance. Why would you even think it would glow? But the fact that they put that in there and, it's, and, it, and it can just show off the system. And well, it, it also looks so it, good. It also enhances uh, 
you know, uh, Gandalf's predictions. I mean, that's the whole conversation that they're having. He's telling right. Pippin exactly what's going to, what he predicts is going to happen. So, yeah. 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 It's, Great. yeah, it is. It's, I mean, and again, that's, that's why I love that scene is because of just that glow because there, there's so much more to that scene too. There's great base. I mean, it's a great set, great shots, but it's just that little extra piece, that warm light on their face that just like, you know, I was like, ah, love that. Love that. <laughs> All right. You go ahead then. What do you got next? Oh, okay. Um, I was going to jump to, well, I'm jumping to well, 105. Oh, wow. You're making a big jump. So let me, that's not that big. That's only five, let me... 10 minutes. <laughs> one hour and five minutes (laughs) let me let me just step back two seconds when frodo and samwise and Gollum are walking through the forest there's some birds that you can hear in the rear speakers i don't know if you noticed that yep yep. that's something i picked up um and when they first get a look at the dead city this is about 54 minutes um i don't know if you noticed this when they first see the dead city um there's that greenish hue yeah, Did you yeah, notice that? that yes, and that's and that's well, <laughs> but it's also interesting because it's kind of reminiscent of the the the, the dead army, right? Well, yeah, that's because that's where they're going, and it, yeah, yeah, and it's, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's what <laughs> the other part is. Just when they go in, so mm-hmm. just before they go in there, that the um, the the air coming out. Mm-hmm. felt real like you know so they're about to go into the cave we're talking about aragorn and legolas is that the scene oh no i was talking about the the scene with frodo and sam when they're overlooking oh 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 you know the dead city where uh where the armies are coming out where the orcs are coming out oh those oh okay and, that one yeah 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 and they're peeking over the edge at the army do you remember this this part and so, then also you have the ring the the nazgul and the fell beast flying out. Okay. And, and um, do you remember that? Do you know? Do you remember this this part? I'm not a hundred percent sure of that part. Okay. Because I'm like I have in my head. I'm like I'm hearing Aragorn and Legolas going into the the cave. Because when you said the dead city, I was thinking of no, the, no, the, right. Oh no, no, I was talking That's about later how, on. Yeah. The it's, um, this movie the is dead, so the dense. dead men of De- Denethor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, no, no. So their color is sort of like that greenish ghostly color that you kind of saw in Ghostbusters. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and actually, I think you saw this actually one of uh, Peter Jackson's early films, uh, Heavenly Creatures, I believe he's, he might use that same. Well, that greenish. green comes up later in the movie with those, with the ghosts. Exactly. That's what exactly. I'm saying. That's why I got yeah. that confused. I was like, that's yeah, where yeah. my mind went. But, I was like, that green is and, gorgeous. And I, I apologize. I shouldn't have said that because. That, but when I saw that green emerging mm-hmm. from the city, mm-hmm. you know, and also like the ring, you know, the ring wraith flying out there, I was like, oh, wow, it's the same type of green that they use. Oh, I know what you're ta- I know what you're talking about now. I okay. know exactly what you're talking about. So they're on okay. the side of the path and yes. then they all start marching out like, um, like following the not yellow brick road. I've caught up to and they haven't gone up the mountain yet. With right, 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 right. And the, well, and then the visuals, there's a, it's a really wide, this one, this one really wide shot, and you'd never see this on a little smartphone, but you can, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see Steve? them, <laughs> you see them, a little, little tiny guys in, in the rocks overlooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, 
the emerging armies, but you'd never see that on a smaller screen. It just no. wouldn't happen. No. Um, but the audio in this mom in this scene is 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 one of the precursors of what's gonna what's gonna happen later with the screeches. Yes. Of the Nazgul. Um, it's just insane. Like the uh, it goes right through you. You know, it it it, it almost mm. feels like it has like the full range. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting like the, a, a rainbow of sound. <laughs> right yeah. like you're getting the <laughs> you're getting a frequency yeah. from everything and it's like you yeah. get that really high pitch but you can feel it as well yeah. and it, it it's you're right <laughs> you're right it is of stuff that's co- to come and i don't know i i i watch this thing at reference level and every every time i put it on my family's like <laughs> oh he's going down there again <laughs> okay so um oh um so now that we're all another, in sync again we're in sync <laughs> I know it's hard. You know, I was wondering, is it possible that if I could send you some screenshots or you, you throw them up there? Is that too complicated for you to do? During yeah, the, that's for this. It'd be way yeah. too much, yeah, too yeah. much trouble. Um, but there's an also amazing shot where, um, where, uh, okay. So let's jump, let's jump ahead. Did you go, did you go to Osgiliath yet? I've been there when I Oscar watched Oscar it, but you mean right now? <laughs> yeah, right now. Did you get to Oscillith yet? When the I don't know names invading? like you do. I just uh, know parts where, of the movie. Um, see, <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have this timestamp, but this is when Faramir is is defending uh, Minas Tirith yes. from defending Gondor at Oscillith. That's like the last stand or whatever. Right. And, um, Goth Mog is leading his guys on the in the boats. Okay. All right. Did you well, get to I, that part, or did you skip over that part? Uh, I don't know if I don't know. I don't think I skipped it. I may not have. Oh. That was one of those battles, and that's where mm-hmm. the the Nazgul show up, right? In that. No, no, no. This is way. That's later on. That's oh, okay. when they actually when they start battling. Yeah, it comes up though. Um, but I was at the one hundred and five with the beacons, and where, this is where Pippin lights the beacons. Oh, okay. That one. So I think that's before what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, yours is after. Yeah. Yeah. So they do. It is interesting because it's, you know, you almost, it's almost worth talking about these and scenes, you know, different battles because it jumps so much. But yeah, it's very quick. But, you know, they're, uh, uh, Gothmog is, uh, entering the city of Osgiliath and is there very quiet. It's a very quiet scene. It's so cool. And then one of the Gondorian soldiers sees them. And he's perched up, you know, he's looking between mm-hmm. the rock, the rock, like whatever you call those things, the, the castle opening there. And he gets window. shot with an arrow. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. It doesn't have a top to the window, but. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a little, little. Yeah. And he gets shot. Right. Do you remember yep. that? Okay. Oh yeah. So that's, that's where I was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's and that. Like I said, it's like, those were the notes that I'm like, okay, here comes another, you know, but you're right. It was a quiet <laughs> scene and it's like, that's how it starts out. Isn't it? And where it goes mm-hmm. from there. Um, so does that bring us up to the 105? Because it's okay. One of, yeah, go to with one the beacons. Sure. I, don't, I don't have a timestamp on that. Okay. Uh, so so the this is great. The beacons are great. Yeah. Talk right, about the beacons. Because he, <laughs> yeah, he light, you know, Pippin lights the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's where it's just like, on, and especially the bigger the screen you have for this, mm-hmm. just the more engaging this is because. Some of those ones, like to your point, if you go and watch it on a little phone, it's going to be really hard to see that one that's way off in the distance. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes what I really liked is like how 
like they showed how vast of an area you're covering covering mm-hmm. because some people are in daytime and some people are at nighttime. So they've mm. traveled through time zones. That's interesting. Never, I never picked that up. You know what I mean? That's like, amazing. cause it gets dark mm-hmm. in a couple of them and then you just see it light off in the, in the distance. But then we get to a brighter when they finally get to, um, Rohan, 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 Rohan. Mm-hmm. When they finally get it's daytime again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they've traveled through time zones to see this. And, and it's like, it's just an, each, each lighting the, and this is this is where some of the um the um special effects kind of get a little wonky because a couple of them mm. go whoosh and you're like well that was kind of quick and bright <laughs> right they're like well, what they, they were using they were using lighter fluid <laughs> yeah a lot of it like yeah like just gasoline that's like boosh um it, it, yeah it, it, but it's still the effect is is beautiful because you mm-hmm. have you have the cool skies the cool mountains the cool Mm -hmm. palettes of color but then you get that bright yellow with a little bit of reds in it creating Mm -hmm. a texture in each of these flames that just it it just looks Mm -hmm. beautiful throughout the entire thing and the first the first i've seen it many times and there's a couple of them you're like where's it going to come from you forget where it was and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's at the top of a mountain on the left instead of on the right and you're like oh there Mm -hmm. it is i see it and like I said, the bigger the screen you're watching this on, the more engaging and amazing that this entire scene as it plays out is. Mm-hmm. So then they end up with Theoden, right? In the last part of that. And he concludes that sort of transition. Yeah. And he says, that, Rohan will answer, muster the Rohirrim. Right. <laughs> and then the, the horns fill the room. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah, the score is ramping up the entire time while this is all going on. And then, the, Yeah. Yeah, and then the the horns coming. I think they yeah they start at the rear of the room. So yeah, really really cool, really cool. Um, well, we're one hour and we're thirteen minutes into it. About one hour and ten minutes. We're a quarter of the way through. <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna have to skip over some of these less significant moments because. Uh, uh, let's see. Encouraging um, mouse. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got, I got a bunch. <laughs> okay, so one of the most <laughs> okay, what? the ones that I really feel strongly about, I'm gonna bring up. Um, one of the most iconic images, one of my favorite images of all, is when Gandalf rides out with Pippin to sort of save or or escort in Faramir and the remaining troops that he. Oh yeah, with yeah. that with the beam of the light. Beam of into, light. It's insane, and then yeah, it's great uh, because the Nazgul is coming in to basically take them out as they yeah you know as they as they're riding in. Did you notice like like I was saying before, there are times in this movie where you'll go from Minasterith, which is bright, nice city, beautiful city. It's white, everything is beautiful, mm-hmm. um, and positive. Right. But then you'll go to like Frodo and Sam and it's dark and dreary, like mm-hmm. a thunderstorm's coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, here comes the Nazgul chasing that army to Minas Tirith, And here comes, you know, the white wizard on his white horse with mm-hmm. his white light. Look on the left side of your screen at the top and you'll see the thunderstorm, the clouds, black clouds are coming in to meet it. And then he Gandalf turns that away. Like 
they're bringing the darkness. Like darkness is going to overtake the land. And they, it was, it was dark over them. And then Gandalf came out and lit the way and, and pushed that all back. But if you look on your left side of your screen, you could see those, it, they look like thunderclouds, thunderstorms coming in. It's really, really, and it's really bright on the right side of your screen. Mm-hmm. And, and again, on a little screen, it's probably not as evident and is not as dramatic, but now you, you have to look like this, turn your head on a big screen and you look back and mm-hmm. forth. Really, really <laughs> cool. Lots of detail there. Oh, absolutely. So that's the shot I have at 113. Oh, and, um, the audio in that moment also. Yes. I put a, I put a note on it because the, the Nazgul and the, and the, and the dragon, the, uh, fell beast, um, it's just the sound is just incredible in that scene. It kind of puts you right in there. Yeah. As if you're, yeah. As if you're riding along with them. Yeah. You get the galloping, you get the mm-hmm. Nazgul. I mean, there's so much, the bass, everything. It's mm-hmm. so much to that scene. It, it, there's so much to the whole movie. Like you just keep doing, like you said, and then out one much. hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> it's it's, it's like, too much. It's like talking about like, uh, you know, how many shots are in this movie? You know, you know 5,000 paintings or something. I know. I know. Um, mm. At one hour, 18 minutes. Okay. It's this one here. I made note of, and it's Frodo's struggling to get up, get up the ledge and Smeagol's encouraging him, the master master. And then we get, um, we get like this deep bass rumble and Mm -hmm. because the ring is calling out to Smeagol, but we also get this, like you can hear the, the jingle of the ring on the chain. If you pay attention. And it's like the contrast between the two, the boom, and then you get that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so the ring is calling out, but you can hear it. And it's just, and it's like a close up of that. It's really, really cool. And it's, it was something that I, I was listening to and again, went back to, and I'm like, that's so cool how they did that. Cause like, it, it's obviously, like I said earlier, you have that deep bass rumble, letting you know, something ominous is going to happen. But then you have that, that fine detail of the ring rubbing against the chain, that jingle that you would get. And it's just that. And, and every time they showed that ring, the glow of it, the vibrancy of that ring, even like on, like mm-hmm. you could see the reflection of the vibrancy of it. Like it had its own light source glowing against, there were times when it showed it in his hand and Frodo's playing with it. And you could just see how like beautiful that, like how, it, like mm-hmm. I said, like it had its own light source. It was really, uh, really well done. I'm sure it did. I mean, it's really hard to take something that tiny and really make it, give it life and give it right so much real estate on a wide screen. I mean, you're talking about now I know they probably had different sizes of the ring, right? You probably had sizes that are more for the, for the humans to put on their finger. Yeah. And then you'd have other sizes made, they'd be bigger. Well, it shrunk the, down for the right? beauty shots. And even in the story, like at the mm-hmm. beginning, it was on, uh, Sauron's finger and then it shrunk down to like man size in the movie it just goes mm-hmm. i don't know magic when a seal there chopped off his finger yeah or his yeah, yeah his finger or hand whatever and the thing just came down mm-hmm. yeah yeah really really oh so cool <laughs> <laughs> all right what do you got next because i'm my next one's i'm at 139 30 and it's a it's oh. a fun one the um, detailed like, one i'm gonna jump through here i mean obviously we talked about the color of 
Sam and Frodo and Gollum walking through Mordor, the color palette's just incredible. I mean, if, I feel like the color correction software that they probably use for the 4K version is probably even better than what they use for the original films. Because <laughs> the, it's just really what they did. I mean, they separated. I mean, anyway, we'll, I'm going to get to another a scene where just the color's really nice. But let's see here. Um, the, speaking of all the colors, what I noticed is in, in this viewing is the detail and the color and the vibrancy and all of like when they had like wide shots of like mm -hmm. armies and you'd see the 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 different colors of the different greens of the capes of of the men that 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 they were wearing mm -hmm. um even the even the orcs had different tones and different there was some vibrancy to their they might have like a drab red on or something like that mm -hmm. there was lots and lots of rich color that i just it just wasn't pulled out the last time i saw this and it's mm -hmm. i mean there's again so much detail to this movie right it's right right amazing um let's so what what's your timestamp? the next one you have oh uh, i got 139 30 oh go ahead because mine the next one jumps pretty far here okay this one is uh i'll take my leave and this is where in um aragon goes to is it gambling's tent to meet with elrond uh not gambling so he goes into the tent to meet with elrond this is mm -hmm. and uh when Aragorn first walks into the tent, uh, your room, your, the room you're in sounds mm -hmm. like you're in a tent, like your walls are going because <laughs> the wind is blowing all the different materials all around you. Your ceiling is flapping. Your walls are <laughs> flapping. Everything is flapping. Um, I mean, it's subtle, but it's not so subtle because it's, a <laughs> everything's going. Um, it's not, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, they, it's uh oh. Theoden, isn't it? The he's the one that brought him into the tent. They or no, Theoden was already in the tent, and I think he leaves. But he's like, "I'll take my leave," and he walks out. You know the scene I'm talking about? Yeah. So Aragorn's in there, gonna talk to Elrond. Um, I believe that's when he gives him the sword. The sword of Elendril, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the sword that is reforged that uh. Uh, Arwen convinced Elrond to do what she didn't want to do, but he told him that, you know, she basically convinced him to reforge it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah. um, but when he leaves, you can hear in the right side of your right rear of your room, you can hear him just briefly go, you can hear the side of the tent open up Oh, nice. as he walks okay. out. Yeah. It's really cool. It's <laughs> subtle. It's little... wicked yeah. subtle, but you're like, yeah. And it's like, I, it, it's it's there but it's really really cool it's like it, mm -hmm. he's like i'll take my leave and he'll walk out and he walks past aragorn and then all of a sudden you hear <laughs> off to, nice. the, to the right rear because that's where he goes he passes by on the right side so it's pretty cool um oh yeah my next one this is the, at 149 into the mountain that's the one that i was talking about with the uh where they're going in mm -hmm. aragorn legolas and give they go into the lair of the dead <clears throat> yes excuse me yeah i'm losing my voice here um the yeah. way is shut yes it, it, it was made by those who are dead yeah and the and, dead keep it and so the they're standing on the outside they read that right mm -hmm. and then that that fog rolls out but mm -hmm. it was just i don't know if it was <laughs> i think it was a combination of everything but i i yeah. felt like the temperature drop in my room like it felt oh, like okay. a 
uh, like like cold air was pouring out because it was the sound, it was the image, like how clear, like it's just like, and I was like, like you, like I, I felt like I could, I like literally felt like I could feel like a psychological mm-hmm. effect going on here. Like, oh my God, it's getting kind of like when you hear bugs in a movie and you're going, get off me. I feel that. Get off me. You know, mm-hmm. um, same thing. It was really cool. I, I mean, it, between the HDR and the sound and everything, though, it just, ah, oh, it was really cool. That's at 149. And um, I love how Gimli's afraid to go in there, but he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm a dwarf. How can I be afraid? To yeah. A dwarf not follow an elf <laughs> into a mountain. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And he just walks right in. Um, yeah. And that, what was it? Gimli's line later on when, when he, uh, when they say like, uh, what was it? Certainty of death and, you know, little success. He's like, what are we <laughs> waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. 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 He's, oh, this is great. Um, and then the next one there I have is at one fifty four forty. The way is shut. Um, it, it, this is where that green, the HDR mm-hmm. and the dead have more colors than it's there's green. But this is where those the dead have even more colors. Like there mm-hmm. are some reds to them. There are some different colors, gold or hues to their armor that I had never seen before. Because you're just you're just taken aback by that all that green. It just mm-hmm. and now it's like and the robes, the gold crowns, stuff like that. It's just in the and again having that that depth of field that you have they, it looks like you're looking through them but yet you can see it looks like they're fading in and out of of being there you mm-hmm. know so you'll have some intensity but then all of a sudden to look a, a little more see-through um and again when you do you pull away and you do those long shots and you can see different colored robes and everything like that even though it's all still got that that bright vibrant green tint to the dead it's just uh really really cool where are you up to on your, uh, well, I, you know, in that part particular scene, I really like the surround sound that's happening. Yeah. Um, when they enter the lair, oh, there's some really cool effects and, um, yeah, I mean, that's there's a really echoes, cool some great yeah. echoes in there of them talking to each other. Um, yeah. yeah, lots of good stuff. When all the skulls start to come out and it's, it feels like your room is filling with them. You get mm-hmm. that whole effect. Uh, still not really sure how they didn't get swept away in those skulls, but okay. <laughs> They're on the edge of a cliff, but yet they never go over. <laughs> They're being hit by the dump truck full of skulls. Uh, that, that skull thing reminded me of those, uh, the McDonald's uh, playhouses where they, yeah. they have all the little balls the kids jump around in. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except these are skulls. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like um earlier on in the same scene, but earlier on, don't look down. Because they're just walking <laughs> on you know, skeletons, yeah. whole, you know, bodies of you know, skeletons. <laughs> and and then Gimli looks down, and he's like, mm. Yeah, really good. <laughs> um the next I jump to is uh two hours, two minutes, so only seven minutes later. And this one was really funny. Made me laugh. So, so did you jump ahead of the, uh, the battle? At this, the is the battle. Com- this is the battle. This is the battle. I got 158 for that as a, uh, okay. Yeah. The battle has started, but this, the one I'm going to talk about here is mm-hmm. a rock gets launched, gets catapulted and it hits the wall. 
Okay. I think it was like one of the first ones too, because it's only at two hours, mm. two minutes, 48 seconds. But it's like that one there, it's kind of, you got to be on that timestamp because it's like, it probably takes place two seconds after this, but the rock hits and it's like, because it's coming right at you. Right. If you remember this, it's like, they show it get launched yeah. by the catapult it's coming right at you and it takes up your screen. But right when it gets to your screen and it's breaking through the wall, there's an audible human oomph. Like no, you, really? Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. You can, you can hear a oh oof. Like, so like that. Not like a, like there is a, uh, I forget, to, I didn't timestamp it, but the, um, the Wilhelm scream, there is a Wilhelm scream in here. And I believe it's when the <laughs> battle with the elephants and one of the bad guys, Legolas shoots a bad guy off one of the elephants and you hear, ah, actually, let me play <laughs> that noise. And, um, but yeah, the audible oomph here, you got it. Like I said, two hours, two minutes, 48 seconds on the extended version. You hear, oomph. <laughs> it's so funny. So funny. <laughs> so what did you have at the one just before that? Same battle. Oh, I just, you know, I'm not, marching up to it. It's kind of hard to remember exactly, but yeah, <laughs> at one, at one one fifty eight when the, um, the towers and the orcs are moving forward. There's that gorgeous, sorry, not the towers. The orcs are moving forward, but they have those, you know, those large towers that they're moving in. That, right, they right. Can, they can uh, mount the, uh, you know, to get over the castle walls. Um, that's a great shot. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and also, so, okay, yeah. So, yeah, let me, uh, <laughs> let me see, 158. We're getting towards the end of the disc, actually, which is a good sign. Um, the, the what? The first disc? Yeah. Aren't we? Oh, I got the whole movie here. Did I only have a few. Discs? I, I, well, no, because I have uh, the Kaleidoscape's just one long movie. Oh, you watched on a Kaleidoscape. Okay, so yeah. for your listeners <laughs> that are still on discs, <laughs> I will, uh, I'll tell them that we're really close to disc two. It starts. It yeah, should yeah. be. Don't they go to okay. disc two when they go into the mountain? If I remember right, isn't it right when they go into the mountain? Hmm. I think disc well, two was back like the uh, disc two. I think is into the mountain at like the one forty nine. Like we're gonna go in, and then it pauses. Okay, is it? Am, am I wrong on that? Like one forty. Yeah, you might be right. I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, you yeah, you're right. Okay, if I remember right, because that seems so, like a good segue right there. Like, okay, come back, and then we'll go into the mountain. Or whatever. So our our timestamps are gonna be the same. So I don't have a full I have a few notes of oh, the yeah. full that's a good point. Stream. Yeah. I'm I mean I did I, I do have some because I was a little worried about this, but I do yeah, I could follow. Yeah, okay, well we'll, well you know the scenes. That's a good point because my timestamps are gonna be way off because most people don't have the full run. Um right. but yeah, you're right. You're right. So I didn't even think of that. Um, but yeah, so I'm at oomph at two hours and two minutes and you're, you're probably on to disc two. Yeah. I was thinking disc two starts with the ships, you know, those ships moving in. And then this is where, um, Oh, okay. Aragon is already Aragon has, you know, um, oh, so maybe it's after they get it's, um, uh, yeah, it's probably right. That, yeah. You're right. I think you are. Yeah. I, I, I was on the wrong side of the entrance. I think it's right <laughs> after they come yeah. out. And then they, so. they go right to that. Okay. So the, there's that ship moving in. This is about 
two hours and 16 minutes, I believe. Mm-hmm. What time stamp do you have for that? With the ships, do you know where that is? Where the ships are moving in? Uh, I uh, have 210 with Echoes. Going to Mordor. I only have, I only have like one, two, I have like five more scenes because after this, it's all just battle. It's all just like tons and tons of battle. Okay. And I was just like so engaged that I'm like, what am I stamping here? <laughs> you know, I mean, I can talk okay. about these battles and we'll, and we will, but it's like, I have, I just have some, some key scenes that I thought were really cool. But other than that, it's like, we all know like these end battles are just mm-hmm. epic. Right. And how the clarity of them, the sound of them, both, di- both the picture and sound on these battles are just so dynamic and right. it, it's, there's tons to talk about, but what it, Go ahead with what you had. Just well, describe the next scene, scene that I, I wanted to talk about, and then if you, if this is going head too far, it would be the in another another extremely iconic shot is when um, Frodo is battling Sheila, uh, mm-hmm. the first time he encounters. Yep. Her. Her. That's right where her, I am. Yep. Her Highness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when he holds that light up, the Elvish. The um, bands of it. Yeah. The. It's incredible. Yeah. Like that's yeah, and um. And this is part going back to like the color palette, like color grading yeah. and sort of the way color affects your emotions. Everything's really, uh, it's got a bluish cast, like everything's sort of really cold, but then they have these little spot. My, my hands are huge. Sorry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, hey. Use my hands. <laughs> um, but there, there's little spots of red everywhere, you know, like, um, uh, so it's a complementary color to the blue, right? So it's an opposite of the color wheel. And then there's also some the blue eyes, like are really incredible, also in that scene. Yeah. So those. So you get that sort of colder, flat palette, and then these emerging little colors here and there. They're really, really nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. It. It is. I, that's one of the. I had it at two ten and five seconds for echoes, mm-hmm. and it's where Smeagol leads Frodo into the cave, and you mm-hmm. can hear the echoes of of the voice of uh Smeagol as he's bringing him in there and the way it, it moves around mm-hmm. you behind you. And it's like, where is, cause you don't know where he is. He's kind of like over here, I'm over here. And it's like, that one was really cool. But then again, like you were saying, the black levels there are so crisp because as you get in and then the webs and mm-hmm. the, the, the different, that the detail and the glisten, I don't, I don't know if it's, it's not glistening, but, you know what I mean? Like how webbing catches the light just that way uh, and right. how, how great that looked. And then to your point, that light, that, you know, that elvish, elven, elvish light or whatever, and mm-hmm. the bands coming off of that. And it, it's almost like, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's like pure white light, right? It's almost like the light coming off of that. It didn't, I'm just in my head right now. I'm I'm picturing it as like it didn't. It wasn't warm and it wasn't cool, <laughs> right? But the the area around, like you were saying, is like a bluish tint. But then, but that's what is enabling that scene to set and like be mm-hmm. able to see the bands come off of that because it it glowed in bands coming out right. of it. It it just and then you could aim it and it it's like mm-hmm. you know kind of like um Gandalf's staff, like what he was doing when he let out of uh ministerial right. right same right. idea it's and it's really really it, like i guess you can do it without hdr but in it and it shows but i think that hdr just really 
gives you that more, more depth makes it feel more 3d and I, i've said it before on this podcast like i really think we're like right on the cusp of passive 3d mm-hmm. because if you can improve on what we're seeing now which there are times when i see some good hdr and you're like I feel like i could see like reach around that like i feel like that's like yeah. a, so I, how far how much further do we have to get to to get that true sense of like reality like 3d where it's like i feel like hey that looks right you know because mm-hmm. 3d almost doesn't seem right right in right. you know when you're watching a 3d movie that isn't even how like real life looks <laughs> yeah you know real life is 3d but it, it's it, for some reason there's a there's a disconnect there and i think we're getting closer with it with with the technology that we have with being able to have that hdr and because that's the thing in real life. Well, I wonder what, you know, if James Cameron has anything up his sleeve, you know, I wonder what he's going to do with this Avatar 2. Is it going to be the same type of 3D? Is it going to be different? You know, I know. I, I assume he's improving on the te- technology. He wouldn't use the same thing he used. Right. And 2000. I know. Um, what's his, yeah, 2009, I think. Um, what's his name that did uh, Gemini Man and the Long Walk? Uh, um, Ang Lee. Mm. Was it Ang Lee? Did he do Gemini Man? Yeah, Gemini Man, which okay. he shot in uh, yes. 120 3D. Oh, okay. It was like two frames. I mean, it, it's an amazing... So, I know the frame is... De- it's definitely odd to watch. I watched it at 60s, Yeah, so he did two yes. 60s, which put mm. it at a 120 3D movie, which is mm. like, incre- in, like insane. So what makes me wonder about Cameron is like, well, he's just not going to copy somebody. He's not going right. to do that. He's going <laughs> to try to best that, right? Mm-hmm. I would think. Um, and that's, I don't know. I've been saying the same thing. I think Cameron's, all his movies, every time he puts out a movie, he tries to advance the, the medium somehow. And what are we going to get in December? I don't know. And I'm hoping it's something close to like a passive 3D. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just had a crazy idea. Like maybe that's why, not maybe, but I mean, they're trying to make money, but they re-release Avatar right now, 4K, 3D, go see it, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll have that fresh in your mind. What happens if we go in December and you're like, here you go. And you got no glasses, you got nothing. And you're Mm. sitting there and all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, that's 3D. And I don't have any glasses on. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be amazing because 3D glasses <laughs> suck, especially if somebody wears glasses. They suck. You got to wear one pair of glasses, another pair on top, yeah. and it darkens everything. The technology right. that we use just darkens, and nobody wants yeah. that. I know. I know. But mm-hmm. how cool would that be? Like, be you just great. walk in, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. it would, I I don't know. It's, I, it, I don't know. I'm not, and if it's, if he doesn't do it, somebody's going to do it. It'll happen at some point, maybe not in my lifetime, but it'd be really cool if it happened in December. <laughs> it's like, because then we'd all be like, how do I get this at home? <laughs> yeah. There'd be a whole new TV called like the James well, Cameron Avatar. Uh, that's TV. what they need. <laughs> yeah. But that's what they need. They need mm-hmm. that new tech to sell more TVs. So somebody's going to have to do it. How do you do it? I don't know. How does it have to be shot? Who knows? Um, and I, I, and this is this movie here is a great example of it. I feel like this movie was shot, like we said, twenty years ago, re-rendered. 
you know, remastered, I should say. And it's like we said, it's reference. We, you know, the disc to compare all discs. Mm-hmm. And there are times like we were talking about with this scene here and that light, it's like it, there's times of like, it feels 3d. And again, those, those webbings, the webs going across your screen, some are in focus, some are out of focus. Oh yeah. And it, it gives you that depth in your room. Like you can, Mm-hmm. Well, don't forget too. The audio in that scene is extreme. It's really cringy. Yeah, and, and it 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 it, it complements the visuals. You know, it makes yeah. it even more realistic. You know, yeah, it's a scene you're as have having seen the movie. It's a scene you're not looking forward to. You know what I mean? Like because right. you well, know how creepy it is, especially if you got speakers behind you and yeah. to your side. It's just yeah. creepy. I mean, from a frontal perspective, yeah. I mean, it's not as creepy but sometimes some of those sounds are just yeah 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 <laughs> anybody with a surround system kind of knows what we're talking about yeah pretty much yeah that's pretty much my listenership <laughs> <It's like everybody's, laughs> yeah um let me see the next one i have is at uh gondor at night so this is uh, i have it at two hours 21 minutes into this uh epic <laughs> And it's, um, it's, it's basically, I think this is where, um, he was, oh, what's his name? The, the keeper or whatever the, and he was going to burn his son. Mm -hmm. This is that scene. And they're bringing him there. It's nighttime outside, but now we're going inside, uh, as well in down that hall, the tomb, which is like a, the tombs or whatever, where he's going to burn him. And you could, what I really liked about the sense of this scene is I think it was, um, so, uh, Pippin's up looking over the wall with the courtyard behind him. Okay. Mm-hmm. The grass was still, it was nice and vibrant there, mm-hmm. but it was dark and it looked like grass at night. You know what I mean? It was very, very like clear. It was very, it was still vibrant, but yet darker, um, which is to me on the artistic level, like a lot of people think like, I want to make my green look, look darker for this. I want to create mm-hmm. a shadow in green. So they add black to it, which isn't how you make a vibrant green look darker. You add, you actually add red to it and it mm-hmm. made it dark. It keeps the vibrancy of the green. You had to drop a red into it. And it gives you a darker green because it's the opposite color, but black just <laughs> mutes it out because it actually black is the absence of color. So that that's why it ruins your vibrancy. But anyways, so that's, you know, in here we're talking, you know, but you have Pippin in the foreground, well lit, still clear, looks like he's being lit by a night sky, but it's, I mean, the, the clarity was so nice. And then you go inside that tomb area and that felt like a dark tomb, but everybody was still well lit and clear. It wasn't like grainy. It wasn't foggy it wasn't anything it was just everything looked really really good but still appropriately felt dark do you, do you know what mm. i mean by that yeah i guess your point mm-hmm. yeah and it's like because a lot of times you'll go into a dark scene and things get grainy and it gets too dark and you can't make out what anything is but now you do have that sense that it's a dark scene this here it, it was like you knew it was nighttime and these halls were supposed to be lit the way they're lit because there's different lighting for nighttime in a hallway, even though the hallway is still lit, right? You don't have the mm-hmm. ambient light coming in the windows. You just have the hall light. So it is a different level. And it, 
is very accurate. And that's what I liked. And then you go outside and there's a battle about to take place. It's dark. It's mm-hmm. this and that. So you had all that contrast going on. And, and again, like inside, like the metal had a different glow on it. You know, the metal pieces, the fire, this is again, this is where the fire was like very vibrant against the mm-hmm. darker, you know, palette of the entire screen. Um, and like I said, the vibrant green grass and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I am losing my voice here. <laughs> Rutro. <clears throat> yeah. So what else do you got? Well, I'm a little not quite sure where we are in terms of chapters or time stamps, Just but, jump around. Let's um, just do this. <laughs> People okay, know so the movie. <laughs> if you're watching the disc, <laughs> um, in chapter six, chapter six of the second disc. Okay. Um, there's a really cool shot that I never noticed before. It's a very, it's, it happens very, really quick, but it's, um, you know, when they're using the battering ram, Yep. to get through and they yep. can't get through so they they bring on grand yeah yeah <laughs> um there's a shot where um you take the perspective of the uh the door at gondor at ministera the, the the big gate yes and, i think i know what you're gonna say go ahead <laughs> well there's you are the door and then you see grand like yeah coming right towards you but there's uh there's um just one shot where it's you see you see the invading army mm-hmm. from Mordor. Like you see them all lined. It's like an illustration out of, you know, it's like medieval uh sorry, uh Middle Earth, you know, fandom yeah. illustration. I mean, it's just an amazing picture that I never I never noticed it before. I never picked up that perspective before that you were actually the door getting bashed pushed in, crushed by Grand. <laughs> grand um but one thing i one thing i noticed what i one thing i sort of like i think there was a missed opportunity was with this with the low the low end sound i, I didn't think they did enough with grand or with the other battering ram that they had i really wanted to feel it did you feel grand like when it was smashing the door now that you say it i probably didn't but there was so much going yeah. on in yeah. like because yeah. you're jumping to that scene from yeah. the rest of the battle and yeah um is it possible that they just thought i don't i don't know you could have put a deep note in there and people would have loved it but at the same time it's like it's a door maybe it doesn't because the door is giving you i don't know i wanted to feel that you wanted to my feel, bones yeah you know yeah. I mean? yeah yeah but anyway that's one thing i wanted to pick up that i thought yep. was interesting um what when about the armored trolls come charging out, come charging in with those giant maces? I mean, what a scene! You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, those those ar- armored trolls, and they're just like flinging people around. I mean, that's really incredible scene. Yeah, yeah. The the um, what about when Gandalf faces off with the Nazgul and Ministerial? It's coming up. That's okay, coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, "This is my power," and that. Mm-hmm when when his when gandalf's staff is broken there's a mm-hmm. bass note there that i don't think i've ever heard before mm-hmm. it was just so sharp so yeah. crisp and distinct but yet mm-hmm. it still had that big power like it almost feels like um you know what i mean like a, a big powerful bass note like a boom but then if mm-hmm. you had just a like a, a punch to the chest doesn't feel like a 
doesn't mm-hmm. this had both and it just and it rung out and it was just mm-hmm. uh, like i said it's very distinct and uh i'd give a time at 23130 but that's on the full movie i didn't even think of that but yeah this that scene is just so this is i i'd never heard it like that before really right. really good that was excellent but the only thing that saves gandalf at that moment is the horns of, of oh yeah uh, yeah the horns of uh, rohan right yeah in the distance Otherwise, he might have been toast. Yeah. <laughs> there goes the movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had that actually as a, as a timestamp, too. That, that sound, the audio, and the visual was really great. Yeah. So, so can we jump to the, the arrival of... Whatever you'd like. The Rohirrim? The Rohir- <laughs> what's the Rohirrim? That group? The Rohirrim the- is the force, like the... Yeah. The... What for? it's the, just i guess it's just the name of the rohan warriors horse horse oh okay okay yeah when he says remember that he says muster the rohirrim oh okay so no, I don't, basically like i don't have memory like that i'm like I, I, me? I know the scene yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah um so i in, in here's such a what a nerd i am also <laughs> is that i uh you're on the show. Watched... <laughs> We're all nerds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't you just wait? Stop... Can I take that back? Yeah, I know. Does that mean I'm... what a nerd I am? I'm... I know you're here. <laughs> is that what... Does that mean I'm a double nerd? Because I no, because <laughs> I'm saying I'm a nerd on your nerdy. Yeah, Le- exactly. Legion on my nerdy Legion podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I went back and watched the Blu-ray version, which is, and I actually I, I took this little video of the the previous Blu-ray disc. Oh, wait, wait, hold on one second. Oh, boy. One second. There we go. Kill Bill, the background. So this, and this is one of the best looking, and, and this is a better looking disc collection package yeah. meteor than the 4K. I have but that as look, well. Oh, it's gorgeous. Look, you open it up. Yep. It's got maps. I know. It's got as if it's books, and it's got a glow. It's yep. just gorgeous. Yeah, it's and, uh, yeah, gold. It's like gold foil. Yeah, so I wanted to bust that out because I just wanted to get an idea of how much we've come along from the Blu-ray to the 4K. And I'll tell you, we did. I mean, the Blu-ray really, really looks great. Yeah. I mean, that was reference quality Blu-ray right there. Yeah, it was. Um, mm -hmm. (laughs) Still is for Blu-ray, but it's not, it's, there is a difference. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's night and day, no? You've well, watched it more you, recently. You have to look. Yeah, you have to compare them both. It all has to do with the size of the screen, too, right? So if you're looking, if you're watching a 42 inch at the Blu-ray, that's gonna look pretty darn good. But you take the Blu-ray and you blow it up to 75, 85 inches. Yeah, it's not. It's, then it becomes night and day. But the the scene at the scene when they're on the 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 hillside there, uh, when the the forces from Rohan are coming in. Yeah. I mean, that sky has re- vastly been improved in 4k with HDR. I mean, it's just, yeah, that that's really incredible. Um, the, the riders in the distance, mm-hmm. um, you can, they're much sharper because, you know, it's a really wide shot and far away, but the, the riders have become really, uh, more sharp. Sorry about that. Um, when you see the faces of the trolls, mm. um, they're on Blu-ray. They're not as vibrant. Like as soon I mean, when you go to the 4K Blu-ray with HDR, it's almost like HDR Blu-ray in a way. That the the color is so much more vibrant. Yeah. And of course, the details are brought out with the Dolby Vision that it's just incredible. They look more realistic. Yes. You know? It's almost like 
you know, in the Blu-ray, uh, when I was watching it, I was thinking they look more like a painting, you know? Yeah. They look more flat. Add, yep. Yeah. And then you add the 4K and HDR and all of a sudden all these trolls and these monsters that are obviously not real, but they look real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. That's the HDR allows for that vibrancy because your, mm -hmm. your picture is your foundation is your black levels, meaning mm -hmm. from, you know, your darkest dark to your brightest bright, that's mm -hmm. your foundation. And then your colors go on top of that. So mm -hmm. if, if to have a nice vibrant color, you need to have that bright light coming from behind that vibrant color that you want it mm -hmm. to, you know what I mean? So like, like I was talking about the green grass, so you're talking about um, mm -hmm. you know, the colors that you're talking, like even just the image of these faces to give it that more 3d look, you have to have that vibrant color towards the front and then it darkens towards the back, but you, as it darkens towards the back, it doesn't get muddied. It get, it's still that vibrant color, but now it's a, you know, it's, it's that color just darker. So mm -hmm. it's like, it, it's all of that creates this illusion of of 3d of, of that vibrancy of all of this stuff. And that's what that mm -hmm. HDR can do. Um, that as opposed to with SDR, it's, you don't have that same level of gradation. Mm -hmm. It's not capable of going that many steps in mm -hmm. that fast in that, mm -hmm. you know, at the source material. Um, well, all of this too, you have to remember, this is a real true Testament of how good this movie was made. The craftsmanship, yeah. Because you start with, there's a saying, source, uh, crap in, crap out, in terms of source material. Yep. This material is so good, it's just enhanced with HDR in the 4K, well, 4K detail. Yeah, they did a lot of work, because I think was, they weren't shot, uh, they weren't shot digitally, were they? Because if they're shot um, on film, everything's there. Because if it's shot on, like, take, um, like, Lawrence of Arabia. Mm -hmm. That looks gorgeous, right? But that's that's shot on film. Film doesn't mm -hmm. have, you know, it, it. The HDR is inherent. The there's no pixels. There's no nothing. It's just a piece of mm -hmm. film. So with, with with that source material, you're like a hundred percent clear. Yeah. And it's how you re how you render it from there. Um, with what I'm not a hundred percent sure on what they did here. It's I, well, I think the first one might have been shot in a certain, like, I think, I do think that these have got progressively better. I feel like there was a little well, bit better yeah. quality in, in, um, in, in Return of the King than Fellowship, but. Well, they're all, no, they're, but they're all shot at the same time. You know, all these films were shot at the same time. With the same equipment, but I think maybe you're thinking of the Hobbit, which is a different technology. That was a different technology. Mm. I, did they yeah. shoot that digitally? But they shot it at a higher rate or something like mm. that because they had the technology at the time. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not. I I do remember hearing something about it with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But they, maybe they had to put more effort into Lord of the Rings because it was shot so long ago to to remaster these things. Mm. Um, I watched a bunch of the YouTube videos that I mean Peter Jackson put one out too on what mm -hmm. they went through. Um, but it, it, it it's, uh, it is amazing what they did originally, but it's also to the point, like you were saying, it's how they were able to remaster these things. Cause think about this, go back and watch, um, uh, 
shot relatively at the same time is the original the not original trilogy the uh the pre prequels for star wars oh god you know phantom menace looks horrible (laughs) it's it's so digital it looks horrible you okay over there yeah yeah sorry i just accidentally touched the mute button (laughs) oh geez it's okay you weren't saying anything Um, <laughs> but you were, I missed it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So we're talking about Star Wars. Star Wars, and, uh, Phantom, Phantom Menace. Phantom of the Menace. And... It looked hor- It looks horrible yeah. because it was shot digitally and it's mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do with it. But this yeah. one here, they shot, I don't know how they shot it, but it looks unbelievable. Right. Shot relatively at the same time. Um, the Elephant Battle. Elephants. Elephants. That battle. <laughs> Talk about ba- there was bass there. You felt that bass, mm-hmm. right? It, it was um, that was amazing. That in the Legolas, you know, mount getting up on that elephant <laughs> and then <laughs> dropping that thing coming down. That's one of my favorite scenes. That did you see my tweet that I put out about him mounting the horse? And that oh was yeah, like yeah, a couple weeks ago or something like yeah. that. Greatest mounting in all of cinema and uh it was great i mean i still can't i can't in my head i still can't think of how he did that wouldn't that break your arm backwards well he's an elf he's an elf so they're lighter (laughs) and more nimble clearly but it's i i am amazed by that shot because i think of the first time i saw it and i think that was and this is in fellowship of course but the first time i saw that shot i i wanted i that's why I, i couldn't wait to get it at home and be able did to you want to start did you want to take horseback riding lessons? no <laughs> yeah exactly sign me up but then well, for me go ahead sorry no i was gonna say but then in in um return of the king mm. we have that same instance here on mm. when he takes down that that elephant or whatever and you could i couldn't wait to see that at home and now mm-hmm. seeing it again in in the, with the clarity in this the 4k with the hdr and this is where he's climbing up the backside of the elephant and he's taking out enemies and he's like 23 24 20, and it's like so clear but yet right. you have the the pounding of the feet going on and all the music and this and that and then <laughs> it's it, it, it it's awesome well did you notice that he uses the arrows as a uh, ladder yes holds together yeah. and um yeah uh that it's a smorgasbord of visual candy this scene here i mean yeah. it's just there's so much stuff going on uh, i love it horses uh, being that, stepped on oh it's terrible oh it's terrible i hate seeing all those horses i know it's tossed like, all over the place yeah oh i have a funny one for you i didn't timestamp it but when um uh theoden is under his horse you know the scene when he's under his, like he's been taken out. Oh, when the Nazgul knocks him off. Yeah, and um, what's her name? Uh, Ar- not Arrowin. Is it Arrowin? Arrowin. Arrowin with A with A with a little accent. Yeah. Okay. She comes up to him, and she comes up mm-hmm. on the uh, the right side of the hor- of the screen, mm-hmm. and she gets. But it's a it's a high shot. You're looking down. His legs are misaligned, and they're too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh really yeah oh I yeah oh yeah you gotta look at yeah. it next time right go i didn't time uh, stamp it but i just i was laughing and i was gonna write I it down wanna, 
I don't want it to be ruined. No, no, um, it's it's funny because well, you look at it and he goes, I am broken. And I started laughing. I was like, yeah, you are. I'm like, because <laughs> you see how wide the horse is, but you know yeah. him as a person. He would be like nine feet tall. It was yeah. like, because he's got this little stump of a body and then his feet are sticking out the other oh side of the God. horse. And it was like, no, I don't think so. It's like the Wizard of Oz did a better job of like. Yeah, 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 some, yeah. Yeah, it was the same thing. And I think, um, I, I do think they're slightly misaligned. Like they're a little too far over to the, to the right. Like it's maybe like, somebody else's feet. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're exactly. not his. Exactly. That is possible. There were a lot of bodies. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what's funny is when I was watching this, um, uh, you have, you know, uh, you know, I love uh, Mary and I love his face when, mm. When uh when Eowyn, when he wants to go to battle so bad and Thayer and says, "Look, it's not a place for for hobbits," you know. Yeah. Um. And and they're all riding off, and and she grabs him by the back and she sticks him up on the horse with him. Yeah. And he yeah. sees her and he's like, he's like, "My lady, my lady," <laughs> right? So, but in this, <laughs> but in this scene, it uh, it's really funny. I I don't know why I thought of this, but when when they're riding through, they're out together, and you know, of course. Eowyn, you know, is slicing through the legs of these giant olifants. I mean, come on. She, yeah. She takes, she takes like at least one or two. Well, I think she just has one sword, but she swipes the leg. And But when they're running through the legs, it reminded me a little bit of Luke Skywalker sort of like going through yeah. all the, uh, the tunnels in the, in the, in the, um, the turrets that are firing on him and the TIE fighters. And he goes into the canal and he's, oh, oh no, actually it reminds me of the of Luke Skywalker when he's in the uh, snow speeder, the snow speeder under, going the, under yeah. the legs of the AT the ATATs. Yeah, you know that's what a, I thought you were going with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really like that. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, but you know, I wanted to bring up another point about about Legolas and his uh, <laughs> dexterity. Is <laughs> yeah, uh, he's my favorite. So there's a couple. A few scenes in, in the Lord of the Rings that for me almost jumped the shark. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost jumped the shark. <laughs> there are a few moments that there were no sharks I, in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, like it, it, Peter Jackson, you know, watched all the Star Wars films. So there's a lot of like similarities to some of the Star Wars stuff too. But like Legolas, um, I like the horseback riding thing where he flips backwards and he's up on the horse with, mm -hmm. uh, he, was Gimli on that horse? Yeah, yeah. He Gimli, was on the horse. Him though. and Gimli um, rode mostly. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and the other one that kind of like for me was, was like um, in the Two Towers when uh, Legolas is skateboarding down the uh, on his shield. Yeah, down, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you, you love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's shooting as he's going down. Yeah. Yep. And then for this one here, where he kind of like surfs off the trunk of the uh, and lands. I mean, yeah. Hmm. And then Gimli goes. Still only one. There you go. <laughs> Still only counts as one. <laughs> and that, anyway. it was, I think it was two towers when he shot the one Gimli was sitting on. And he shot it between Gimli's legs, the uh, oh, the orc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, he's like, he goes, it was, it was twitching. <laughs> and Gimli's like, and they pulled oh, the God. shot back. He goes, yeah, because he's got his axe lodged in his skull. <laughs> and, his, and the body was still twitching. So well, you know what's really funny is, I mean, in all these films, obviously, like an arrow is never going to knock you down unless it goes straight through your neck. And an arrow is not going to pierce armor. I'm sorry. It's just not going to. An elvish so, arrow. An elvish arrow would. Okay. That he never runs so, out of, by the way. He never runs. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I guess he takes him out once he's finished. True. Yeah. But I mean, the, the when when uh, Boromir in the first film gets shot, I mean, that's actually a more realistic way of dying from arrows is that you're just going to die slowly. And right. You need a few of them to really take you out. But it yeah. is kind of funny when just and those one were big arrows, arrows too. In oh, that yeah, one, those are, those and you are, could uh, feel, or quai arrows, and you could feel yeah. that. Speaking of like sounds and stuff, you could feel mm-hmm. the the tension of that bow when he was pulling, and you hear that, and you're oh, like, oh, yeah. and then the thump when it went through. It, I mean, those were thick, solid, heavy mm-hmm. arrows, and you're like, oh yeah, Phoom. you know, not just a Phoom, like an arrow, like a a normal human arrow. These things, were, yeah. Everything. I mean, those are Uruguay. I mean, those those guys are big. I mean, that's like yeah. that's like a Shaquille O'Neal arrow. arrow compared to like you know us. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, no, really, it's like, yeah. It, but th- I think the sound really helped translate that. Oh yeah, right. It's like just oh, yeah. I mean, one the thump of the when it hit, it, but mm. two also that tension on that bow between the string and then you could hear the bow bending and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just it really, yeah, it was really really cool. Um, the in that battle at the end there of uh, uh return of the king the when the green the ghosts showed up we're back to that green again mm-hmm. and the difference in vibrancy as there were different levels of it as it ran like if you were in close on them you had some some nice depth to that like there were some darker greens and then there were some lighter greens in there but they mm-hmm. were all that lime green but then when they had the long shot there was a nice flow, like almost like a river, like water mm-hmm. running, you know, like it, it, it just really, and it just gave it that extra bit of texture that I, that I hadn't seen before that I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. I like how they handled the dead, the dead, the dead men of uh, Dunharrow. I think they looked, um, mm. I think they looked really cool. And I think they yeah. added a whole, you know, a whole other level to the battle. Obviously, they needed some help. Um, they just come in and they just wipe everybody out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It just, yeah, it just they, ended it just like that. I'm like, why did they let them go? They should have used them the rest of the way. I'm well, like, that's what we Jim just got wanted. You want? I know. <laughs> Kim was like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> um. Uh, oh boy. Two other things. I have two other things. I have. Uh, what was the guy's name? The mouth when they're at the wall. Oh, so that's an extended scene. Which amazingly, how did that not end up in the in the theatrical it version? That guy is, is insane. Amazing. I don't know his it name. I call so him good. the emissary because he reminds me of the emissary in one of the film. I don't know another film, but yeah, I call him that. I don't know his name. I wish I got to look that up. But it is the makeup. The makeup. Insane. The the yeah. detail. The yeah. The spit whatever yeah. you want to call it it's like venom but you're jumping far right i mean we try well, to you want to jump to the bigger i, I what what else did you have because i have the last oh. one is a big jump it's like almost at the well for all intents and purposes the end end that not mm-hmm. the end end but it's the end of the battle and stuff um but yeah what else did you have in between uh well well, I can skip some of this stuff here. There's some really great <laughs> shots. We talked about some of these. There's here. so much. There is so um, much. Oh, one of the extended scenes that that um, I think worth mentioning is is when Aragon holds the uh, um, uh, panandril. Uh, panandril. What is it? Uh, I said it before. Hmm. The, the globe. 
Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sees Sauron in there. Yeah, sees and then yeah, he sees Sauron and then he sees uh what's her name? His future bride. Arwen. Arwen. That's the Arwen. Arwen. A R Yeah. He sees her yeah. and then his he breaks his necklace which mm-hmm. he had foreseen earlier in the movie. Remember? He had seen mm-hmm. that earlier, and that, that shatters. And then they go right to the ride into I mean, that's uh, such Mordor. a key moment that it's hard to believe that they kept it out of the, you know, because what happens is in that scene, he basically tells Sauron that he's coming right. to the Black Gate. And so when I saw him in the regular theatrical version, I was like, oh, okay, where are they? They're at the Black Gate. Like, I didn't really understand right. why they were there. But you know, he basically is leading Sauron's army army away from the from Mount Doom, so that well, they Odo... laid even in the theatrical they laid that out. That's Gimli giving his line like certain death, or you know, with little chance of success. That's window. true. So they but, lay out why they're going there. But yeah. I think what they took out was right. Aragorn and uh, um, they they literally they just took out Gandalf saying he's going to see it as a trap. And he's right. not going to bite. And then Aragorn says, I think he will. So then he right. goes and grabs the, 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 you know, magic eight ball and holds the sword <laughs> up to it and tells him, yeah. I'm coming for you. And then he yeah. throws it back on him. So, uh, Sauron throws it back at him and says, oh, yeah, well, mm-hmm. look at what's going on here. And he shows him right. and that, you know, but then they jump right to the cut of them. He's in his leather and marching towards the riding towards the wall. Right, so I mean, I can't believe that they took out that scene at the Black Gate with that guy, the, the with the teeth. the mouth, um, the mouth, the mouth. Yeah, um, that's all he is. He doesn't even and, have eyes. They're just covered by a shield. Yeah, I, I, and the detail on that on this helmet and whatever you know, whatever that is that he's wearing. Yeah, um, you can see all these little inscriptions and everything that were really hard to see. Right on DVD and Blu-ray. Or, you know, streaming or whatever. But it's so detailed. And that mouth is just the nastiest <laughs> the nastiest thing ever. It's a yeah. great character. And yeah. I and I love how I love how they put them into the ex, the extended version. Yeah. It's a it is a it's a great scene and that the detail in that mouth, it's like mm-hmm. it's like a train wreck. You 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 actually like lean in because it's so gross, right? Yeah. It's like the <laughs> like the drool or spit or whatever just dripping off of his mm-hmm. mouth and you're just like and it's it's got like a yellow tint to it and mm-hmm. it's but but then the red around it it's just, oh it's just so it, but that's what i'm saying like that is those effects you know special effects are just incredible that yeah. they did this yeah know? it is it's it is incredible and um he slices off his head yeah just, and gimli's like well, I guess that concludes negotiations. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> All right. Back in line. <laughs> it's like, let's go line up to die. Oh, um, yeah, my the literally the last note that I have is when Gandalf is flying on the eagle to Sam and Frodo. And Oh, to save them? To save them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, so you skip most of that battle then. Well, yeah, because it was just, again, more of the redundancy kind of, redundant. of like, oh, here we yeah. go, more battle. Well, uh, we have the close-up of, we talked about earlier, of Frodo at, mm-hmm. at, at the fires of Mount Doom, and he mm-hmm. wants to drop that in, and 
I mean, there, there's a lot going, I mean, it is just loud. It is, I mean, full room engagement. There's tons and tons of stuff there, mm-hmm. but like the little detail stuff is, and that's what gets me to the bands of light. It's like Gandalf's flying in and there, it's like these waves of light are coming mm-hmm. across the screen is like mm-hmm. Gandalf's approaching. And it's like, like I said, it's bands. It's not mm-hmm. just like a glow. It's like well, a wave of light. It's really, really neat. There's this is one part that I think that your listeners might enjoy is that when Frodo is entering Mount doom, he's walking up and there's that shot of the opening, the door, the yeah, doorway. Yeah. And Sam, Samwise Ganji is further back. But when you get in there, it's like the subwoofers take over. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like those subs take over your soul when you're inside there. Yeah. You hear the creaking of the mountain, the lava, the, the boom. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and that is when, you know, I don't know if they planned it, but that is the most intense for me was the most intense uh low frequency moment yeah. in the film. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's like yeah, cuz it's so mm. long lasting too. Mm. It's not just a thud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the, yeah. it's just that entire it's the entire event and again it gets to how this uh, how the movie was built. How it was mm. like getting back to your point of getting closer and closer on the shots. Mm-hmm. Well, there were times earlier in the movie where there was some bass coming in to let you know something ominous is going to happen. Well, mm-hmm. here we are. I mean, this is it, right? And I think that's also building to the fo- to the fact that once the ring goes away, you're setting that juxtaposition of like we had all this sound, all this bass, all of this noise, and now it's like we're going to have a time of peace here. So you bring all the- you take all that away, changes right. the mood whether you realize it or not. Right? right. It's like, I mean, it, it just builds the entire thing. Not only does it activate that scene, but it's also playing on what's to come when peace takes place, you know? Right. Right. Really nice. Well, cool. I, I do. I think, the, I think your point about the scene, the Eagles rescue. I mean, it, when I first saw that, I didn't realize what I thought there were, I didn't know how to, I, if it was like a Hollywood type of ending, they would have figured out how to get out of there or surf the lava. <laughs> like in Star right. They would like in the Star Wars, yeah, uh, which is the one where um, Anakin and uh, Obi Wan are surfing on those chunks of metal on the lava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, they're fighting in. Uh, yeah, that's Episode Three. Uh, yeah, so I was like, Revenge oh, they're gonna Sith, and they're they like surf off these. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I do lost. I've got the higher ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But it was pretty funny that they're yeah surfing on those chunks of whatever they were. Yeah. Um. But yeah, great, great ending. It's it's a scene that I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to feel some emotion at the end of this movie. Yeah, I I felt the most emotion I felt was when Sam picked Frodo up. That mm-hmm. was amazing, right? And it's like he's like, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And he picks mm-hmm. him up and he starts carrying him up, and it's like he's <laughs> now. You're all like, I, I'm like, you, you're, you're all like charged for it. And you're like, yes, Sam, you're the best. And then, you're like, then all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, uh, Gollum shows up a battle ensues with Sam and Frodo's now sprinting up the mountain. What were you just resting on Sam's back? 
<laughs> Thought you were dead. <laughs> it's like, well, he's like, oh, he's going to carry me. All right. I'll just let him do it. Oh, he's fighting him. <laughs> now I'll run. It's like, yeah. where did he get no, the he energy? A, like, he had a Red Bull in his back pocket. Yeah, exactly. Like two minutes ago, you were like half dead. You couldn't yeah. move. Sam had to yeah. carry you. Now you're running up a mountain <laughs> covered in lava. Okie dokie. All of a sudden, he's Little seeing Bolt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look at him go. Sam's probably the like, flash. what the F? <laughs> like, I carried you the last 200 yards. Could have been walking. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too funny. Oh, good stuff. And then, so much I mean, to talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, then from there, we just go back to the, the like, the, what is it, a half hour wrap up, I think, from there. It's just basically, <laughs> it a, it's like basically a half hour wrap up of, yeah, this is where they all go. Well, you know, hey, they're wrapping up the third age, dude. They're going into the fourth age, the fourth, the age of men. They got to give it a little time. <laughs> uh, now, that's the end, though, right? There's no more books after that, is there? Just like the age mm. of men. We're in the age of men now, right? So this yeah. is supposed to be that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He's got a, he had a lot of unfinished stories, and then Christopher, his son, Tolkien, uh, completed some, I guess, but... Uh, but you know, uh, one thing is, in, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to, oh. I was going to mention rings of power, but go ahead. Oh yeah. Um, one interesting note about this is that if I remember, so in this, in the return of the King, they defeat Saruman at Osgiliath. But in the book, um, the hobbits go back to the Shire and it was under siege. So this fighting at the Shire, because you, you know, they were invaded. The whole area was yeah. invaded. So it's a big cleanup and there's some fighting there. And then they, eventually they go back and they they find Saruman and defeat him at Osgiliath. So kind of interesting. That takes place after they return to the Shire. Cool. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. There's a lot of, there's a huge differences, you know, it's just very. But uh, see, so I, there I, are I, huge differences, but I don't remember any backlash back when well, these came out the one of the reasons is because think about this if you had another yet another battle after the massive battle first i mean there's big battles in every one of these movies but you've got minas Tirith, which is a massive battle and then you've got at the battle at the gates at the gates that was a big mordor battle. that was a big battle which i thought i mean personally i thought that there were too many at mordor because you think about like how many they had sent to Minas Tirith. I mean, I don't know, maybe not, but you know, uh, Tolkien wrote about thousands and thousands, you know, it wasn't just like a 2000 man army. I mean, it was like, you know, in the tens of thousands, but, mm. um, so where was I going with this? Oh, so in terms <laughs> of like the, in terms of movie making, you know, going, having that massive climax and then throwing the ring into mount doom into the lava and all that and kind of winning and then the eagles pick them up and stuff to go to another battle wouldn't have made sense right so yeah. that's that's probably why they put it's just weird but they did put the defeat it yeah they Australia. just yeah just end the movie right there because the ants would still be fighting in the book yeah still fighting there yeah because they didn't know it's over for all intents and purposes, they're like they're still yeah, battling, yeah. but they don't know they've yeah. already lost. Yeah. So, um, 
No, but what I was going to say about Rings of Power, bringing it back mm. to all of it, like, so this Second is age. the end of, mm -hmm. this is the end of everything, of the ring, and the, but what Rings of Power is this, that's the origin of these rings, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's like, this is, so we're seeing, we're going to be able to see, like, the full length, the lifespan of these rings, because the rings don't exist yet, right, in Rings of Power? Um, I don't think the elves have forged them yet. Right. Hmm. Because that, that's what I was, you know, they were, who forged, the elves forged them and then they gave them to men, gave them to elves, gave them, you mm -hmm. know, nine to men or something like that. Or, right. And then, but then uh, Sauron forges his own, right? That's where that one ring came from. The elves didn't make that one. Is that true? Um, I thought they had made all of them one ring to control them all. Well, why would they do that? I thought Sauron <laughs> did that to try to control the other ones because it was forged in the, in Mount, in, from, you know, in Mount Doom. That's what, it, that's mm -hmm. what they said. I thought at the beginning of uh fellowship, it was forged in the uh, bowels of Mount Doom. And that's the only place it can be destroyed. Hmm. That's why it had to go back there. And then in Rings of Power, isn't that Sauron that we see? Isn't he one of the characters? Oh, you mean the guy that ends up, the weird guy that ends up in a asteroid uh, crater? No. <laughs> no, that's not Sauron. Do you Who th are you thinking of? No, I'm thinking there's a guy that I think is like the leader of the, of the evil people in Rings of Power. And I think that that's Sauron. He just looks like a knight right now. He's in black. He has the gloves. Oh, uh, but he hasn't gotten his power yet because I don't think he's created the ring. Hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. I haven't figured it out yet. I, <laughs> yeah, I think the one you're talking about is everybody speculating on Twitter is the, uh, is Gandalf. Well, yeah. Or Saruman. Yeah. I thought of that. I too. thought it might be, I thought it might be Saruman. But he's good, so maybe he's well. Saruman, I, I saw I, Saruman was good at one time too. Mm, yeah, because him and so Gandalf could were be, friends. And then there's other people who think he's the um, oh gosh, the guy, the uh, the wizard with the with the uh, with the rabbits. Drawing a blank on his name. It's getting late. <laughs> yeah, in the Hobbit films. Oh the yeah, wizard, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the Hobbits as well. I've only seen each mm -hmm. of them like maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's Tom Bombadil because nobody knows the history of Tom Bombadil who was excluded from Lord of the Rings. Ooh. But he's he's been through a lot of battles though, but nobody really knows the origin of him, but he's seen years and years of battles. So I don't know there's a possibility there, Possible. but I'm probably just... Yeah, yeah. I know that but, name too. But you said Sauron is in Rings of Power. I, I, I think, I think. He's, well, the bad guy in Rings of Power is the big bad guy is Morgoth. And Margoth was the 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 bad guy, and like more uh, Sauron was like his lieutenant, like his underling. Right. Okay. And when he was killed by uh, who was he killed by? <laughs> Ooh, the Sealder, right? Okay. Um, Sauron took over. Is that right? No, Sauron, you mean at the beginning of Lord of the Ring, uh, at the beginning of Fellowship when his hand gets chopped off? Yeah. That's Sauron. 
Right, right. So he gets killed, but he comes back with power, but he's he needs the ring back. So he's regenerated right. over thousands of years. He's somehow mm. and now he's he's looking to rule again. But he needs his mm. ring. That's what and well, that's when what did he, I see, That's right. They haven't shown Morgoth die. Mm-mm. Ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting all my Tolkien lore messed up now. It's too late. No, that's all right. All right. Um, do you have anything else? Stephen Colbert when we need him. Yeah. He'd straighten uh, me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I'm sure it's pretty late for you. Yeah, it's only 12. <laughs> it's just midnight. <laughs> in so this. how long did this go here? Let's see. Six. Uh, we're at 224. Oh, wow. 224 a little get lopped off the front when we're in the green room um but yeah 224 you did this is going out all on its own i'm gonna put it out friday with the other one because there's no way this is gonna fit in and be one long it would be like a five-hour podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'll put it out in conjunction with and then Mm -hmm. when i get to the segment that i already recorded with john i'll say yeah we'll go to see we'll go go to jeff right now and then i'll be like yeah, what we're staying here. Go see Jeff. <laughs> so it'll be a separate video. Then. Yeah, it's going to be a separate. Oh, okay. So it's actually very, uh, very good that you did the opening. Oh, okay. that'll work perfect. Well, if it sounds decent, no, it sounds perfect. It was perfect. Hey, home theater nerds. Did, now, yeah, there you go. Now, do you know the outro? <laughs> no. What, what are you going to do? I don't think I've ever heard it. <laughs> you don't go to that. Fa- I don't listen that far. <laughs> I listen to the first five minutes of every podcast. No, oh, you don't know what it. I tell everybody to. I, I don't know. Oh, go push. Oh, play. wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I just said it. Oh, press play. Push. Push. Hit. Yeah. Hit. Todd, Todd from AV Nirvana and I joke because he wants it to be hit play, which is true. You do hit play. Um, mm. I have the, uh, I, I've just always said go push play. And then, but I do say hit every day. I just hit play. Um, and then press, push, whatever. As long as you, as long as you, as long as you're doing something with the play button, you're all right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing if anybody listens and comments and corrects me on my token knowledge. No. Oh like yeah. See well, people, I'd like to see people comment and then like, so you know, somebody's going to, you know, yell at me for, uh, calling lumens nits yeah <laughs> oh yeah they'll they'll be all like they'll probably be typing away and then you'll correct yourself and they'll go oh damn <laughs> he caught it you're like oh, yeah God. yeah hey stuff happens i used to worry about stuff like that but they said oh no i said something that doesn't make sense or i was wrong on something how could i do that they're like nah it's like no you don't worry about it no not at all that's how you get people to speak hey <laughs> they love correcting you, know, you. <laughs> I, to be honest i'm happy if i'm ha- i'm happy if i'm correct 10 percent of the time right yeah <laughs> exactly exactly and no it's just that's why i always try to stick to opinions <laughs> can't be wrong <laughs> yeah. what you're telling me i can't like it <laughs> no. all right let's wrap this up uh jeff Thank you very much. That's wow. This is a big, busy week. 
but we find we finally covered it. Uh, we did, and I'm glad the marathon is over because yeah, the marathon. That was a long. That's that's a lot of work. Three films and I did. We did yeah, it. three week, three films, three weeks. Um, you, you know what? One other thing I I haven't mentioned. I got a sense of of Christmas because this is when I usually watch these. The week between Christmas and New Year's, when I'm if I mm-hmm. when I was off earlier on, I'd be like, oh, and I'd sit down and watch like one a day, and then watching these, going back and watching them, I'm like. Feel like I, I i feel like i gotta do it again at christmas but i just felt like it was like christmas time for some reason because that's when i and they did come out in december when they first came out they released in mm-hmm. december so i still had that christmas vibe but yeah they're they're just um actually i, I did have this question for you are these gonna be like lawrence of arabia do you think are these like 40 50 years from now you think hmm. people are still going to be looking at these and going, wow, like, like we are today. You think I really do. Yeah, do I do yeah. for sure. I do too. I do too. I just think it's the storytelling and, and the technology and how they've been produced. But mm-hmm. I just think, like I said, when you get to that part where Sam picks Frodo up and you're just like, it's all culminating and you, images mm-hmm. are going back in your head of watching them crawl. But then you go back to the original like into fellowship and how green and lush and they came from the shire and they like, and you're just contrasting that in your head, watching them. And then later on, they're even saying like, do you remember the shire? Do you remember that? Mm. And it's like, but I, I literally had just done that. Just watching them crawl up this mountain. It's, it's very emotional. The last yeah. bunch of scenes. I mean, when, <laughs> when, especially crowning... when you know you're at the end, I felt like Frodo, like, Oh my God, we're almost there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I felt after Ministereth, I mean, that film is, it can drag. Yeah. You know, well, it's, 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 uh, it's slow moving, but it's, yeah. I mean, but when Aragon, um, uh, is, is being crowned and, uh, and the, the yeah. hobbits kneel down, you know, go to kneel and he says, you bow to no one. Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. put a lump in my throat. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, yeah, that was, oof. yeah. Yeah. You're right. And, and, and when, when, you know, when, when, uh, when Frodo wakes up in bed and he, oh, when he first he wakes is, up and yeah, he, and he, and he's okay. And then Mary and Pippin come in and the other guys come in and then finally Sam comes in. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of emotion at the end of this film. Cause you've been on a long journey with them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And that's, that's what I was getting at when I'm like, mm. I'm thinking, but just watching it over three weeks time with everything mm. else going in, it's like you are drained. You feel like, you know, you you almost feel like Frodo and Sam and you're like, you've been on this journey and, and you're right. Then that payoff and that long, you know, the, the three, you know, the 30 minute wrap up of everything. And, but yeah, but that, yeah, you're right. I didn't even, I, I was caught up in the other stuff, but that you bow to no one is just, yeah, that is an amazing, amazing yeah. scene right there. Right. Um, but yeah. Whew. All right. Before we go on even more, let's, again, let's Jeff, let's cut, cut it. Thank you very much, everybody. And we're back. Or did we ever leave? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the joke here is, um, if, if you actually just did w- listen to it here, I, cause I can't, I don't think we're going to be able to fit all this into one show. So yeah. you're going to have to go someplace else <laughs> and see Jeff. 
and here, Jeff. So, um, but that's the part of the show. But if for some reason I can fit it all together, then we'll fit it all together. But other than that, that is it. Um, great conversation with Jeff. Either you just heard it or you got to go hear it. Oh, you're going to go listen to it. (laughs) You're going to go listen to it. All right. All right. Uh, that should do it for this week, right? I think so. That's, I mean, cause that's a long, that's it's a long show with yeah. us. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Very, very busy week here. Um, thank you all for participating. Thank you everybody that's helping support the show. Uh, and if you're, have been on the show or you're a patron of the show and you'd like to join the green room, let me know. I'll get you access to the green room. All you got to do is sign up at AV Nirvana and give me your login name. Once you've signed up at AV Nirvana and then I'll give that to Todd and he will grant you access. And then great conversations going on over there. Uh, probably should have talked about this at the beginning of the show too. Um, what are you thinking of the forum so far? Um, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I think yeah. there's some good, some good uh, conversations going on. Again, I'm not as active as some. Uh, but I read, I've read almost everything. Mm-hmm. I just don't comment on everything. But right. um, yeah, there's a lot of good conversations going on there. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's great. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm actually uh, looking at it more than I thought I would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought I would maybe visit once a day, but I find myself every couple of hours popping on just to see what what's new on there. Right. You know? And um Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm enjoying it. So. It's I'm having more fun than I expected, and I thought I'd yeah. have fun, but I mean, I, I'm not big into forums and stuff. But this is exactly what I've always wanted because it's right. it, great conversations, great. I mean, great threads going over there. Well, and again, and the nice thing is, that, like, honestly, we could disappear from it, and it's already growing a life of its own. You know right. what I mean? And which yes. is what you want. That's because what I want. Yeah. It's a forum. Yeah. You don't have to start every thread. And honestly, most of the threads have not been started by either one of us. Yeah. So, now. Yeah. It's, you know. it's, I've started uh, a few. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, I, lo- I love it. I'm loving it. Uh, one other thing for the people that are in there. I've, John and I have said what happens in, uh, in the green room stays in the green room. We won't right. repeat what we're talking about over there because that's part of the fun of going over there. Well, right. But if you guys want to, why have it? (laughs) Yeah. If you guys want to, you're more than welcome to share with other people, which people have, you know, Hey, this is what's going on over there. So, uh, thank you for that. Cause it's a great way to promote it and get people to join up with the green room. So, uh, but it's a great, great forum going on over there. And again, thanks to Todd for setting that up for us. So hopefully we're helping out with, um, AV Nirvana as well because I've checked out a bunch of their stuff I'm in their forums now more than I was before and I already was right uh, but yeah pretty cool alright that it for this week I think so alright let's get out of here I gotta get something to eat so yeah. have a great week everybody we will be back next week who knows with what maybe it'll be a shorter show maybe Doubt <laughs> I don't know we keep saying that saying that but we keep putting them out so I'll be back on Tuesday with Reggie Reggie the audiophile he's I think he's going to school me on something pretty sure the way he (laughs) finally somebody will finally (laughs) 
You're gonna get you somebody needs to take you down to Peg. Exactly. <laughs> My mom's name's Peg, so don't take me down oh, to Peg. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting grounded again. Yeah. Oh. All right. Have a great week, everybody. John, what do they gotta do? Go push play. Israel. Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey, Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.